Welcome to Chatting with Fate Accompli. I'm your host, Logan Wolf, and today I'm joined by my friend, Scott Jacobson. That's me. And that's it. It's just the two of us this week. Uh, <laughs> we can make it if we try. Yeah. But what are the odds of that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Michael, who's our other, you know, usual suspect, um, has just been working working his little butt off as of late so <clears throat> he's he was not able to make it and then just you know other people doing other stuff so uh yeah but so this week since it's just the two of us we figured that we would do something that we keep threatening to do this is the actual follow-up now so that's fun uh we're actually going to talk about the last of us part two like an actual kind of like in-depth review and or at least our thoughts on it and how we viewed it and all that other fun stuff so we've skimmed at the top a lot we've, we have there have been a lot of digressions <laughs> in many episodes about the game and <laughs> so has. you know just figured maybe we should just sit down get things concrete and just <clears throat> sort of take a a good thorough stance thorough stance on the game and just make it very clear yes what we think of it etc there's also only two of us this week, and I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to rob anyone of a potentially an interesting topic. So we figured, yeah, we'd get this down. So since we're the only two that have really played it, yeah, yeah, other people that, yeah. know, but <clears throat> they haven't really played it. So it, exactly, not to say it totally discounts their position, but they would be sitting, it's they, very, it's very different ground they're standing on. It would essentially just be Scott and myself talking the whole time, and then just it, you just hear like a every so often from whoever else was there. <laughs> That's what it would be. Uh, so we figured we'd not let or not have to make anyone sit through our uh, our analyses, I suppose. And that but, way um, too, we can focus on just the game because yes, you know some of some of our friends they know about it and they have certain opinions on it, but they don't haven't really played it. Yeah. So and yeah, <laughs> that, the, the like the, the I think I can speak for both of us here. One of the more annoying things about the Last of Us Part <laughs> Two isn't the game; it's how the discourse around it isn't about the game. Oh, very much so. That yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. So this look at this. It's going to be very much about the game itself. Yeah. Nothing around it. Not the culture around it. Not the fandoms around it. Yeah. The game. Yeah. I want to establish but, that right off the bat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah, no, the discourse around this game is very much... It, it's, like, the perfect example of, like, um, people that have their opinion. It's such... It's just so divided. It's either you just didn't understand it and that's why you think it's bad, or you're an idiot that um, uh, liked it. I don't know. It's, it's very... Bleh. So, yeah, we're going to try and focus... Get rid of that discourse because it doesn't actually have to do with our opinions of the game. That's just people spouting their opinions on like social media and stuff. So that it's just like it's very annoying. So we're gonna try and just avoid that. But to start off, <clears throat> since this is The Last of Us Part Two, well, that means there was a Last of Us Part One. Um, so real quick, Logan, we're gonna kind of case. I have you. I did it. That's why. That's why I went to college. That's why I'm a big. Big, big college man. <laughs> Look at him now. <laughs> uh, yes. But so, yeah, we're going to start off with uh, some real quick thoughts uh, and maybe like a real quick plot synopsis of The Last of Us Part 1 and our 
feelings towards it because it will it, it, we can't ignore it for the last of us part two so like it, it will come up uh but yeah um scott since you are the big last of us feller do you want to give a quick synopsis for the last of us part one and like you can just like through it because i really can't think of a ton of people that don't know what the last of us one is anyway right, yeah going. sure <laughs> So uh, in case you never heard of it before, which, you know, maybe it's possible, it's, yeah. uh, the, uh, the original The Last of Us is a 2013 action adventure game developed by Naughty Dog Studios, who's a very prolific developer for PlayStation platforms. Uh, the Uncharted series is probably one of their biggest modern successes, but they also are responsible for very different games, Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter. Uh, and Last of Us came out on PS3, which is something I wanted to bring up because I think that a lot of people forget that, actually, that yeah. it was the PS3 game. I think a lot of that gets kind of confused a bit because I think it was maybe a year, year and a half afterwards, it was remastered for PS4, which is, I think, the main way a lot of people played it. I know, Logan, that's how you and me played it at first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it is essentially a story about an aging smuggler named Joel in a post-apocalyptic, oh, I post-pandemic, I suppose. It post-apocalyptic. It's kind of uh, interchangeable. Yeah. Well, well, the pandemic in question, uh, and what makes it sort of apocalyptic, <laughs> is that uh, if, I don't know if you've ever heard of this real-life fungus called cordyceps. It infects ants, yes. and it basically just destroys their minds and essentially turns them into zombies. And that's kind of what happened to humans. So this fungal infection has spread and civilization is just decimated. Yes. And in this civilization is Joel, who's just smuggling goods, trying to make his buck, trying to continue to survive. And one day, Joel comes across a very interesting proposition is not to smuggle goods, but to smuggle a person, a young girl named Ellie with the intention to smuggle her, I believe it starts as across the city, but this becomes across the country. Uh, yes. Oh, I should probably throw right this out that. here. I should <laughs> throw this out really here. Uh, spoiler yeah. alert for everything. I'm sorry. Oh, I yeah. assume that <laughs> this was implied, but spoiler alert. I'll because, probably also uh, have it in the title, but yeah. fair enough. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, because uh, spoiler alert, the big reason why Ellie is so special is because <laughs> she's immune to the cordyceps infection. It's, it, she was bitten, but she hasn't turned and she's okay. And so that's giving people hope that there could potentially be a cure to reverse this horrible situation. And so Joel takes charge of Ellie and bringing her across the country. And at first he pretty much just treats her like goods. Uh, he's really not about it. He's just doing it because it's a job. He's a gruff man. He, he's, he's been through <laughs> things. Yes. And but of course, as time goes on, Ellie begins to grow on him. And by the end of the journey, Joel has become very attached to Ellie and Ellie to Joel in a very father daughter relationship. Yes. There are a couple more specific points that I'm sure we'll bring up when talking about Last of Us Part Two, but that's kind of the general gloss of most of the plot. Yes. But I think it's important specifically to call out the ending first and foremost. Yes. Because absolutely. No, obviously, that's where part two comes after. Yes. <laughs> so after a whole bunch of wacky comic mischief and hijinks, Joel yeah. and Ellie 
finally reach the <laughs> end point of their journey. Uh, sorry, I'm it's, just thinking I guess that the, it's, just thinking, describing it as it, wacky it's, it's grim. It's dark. Everyone's angry. No one's a good guy. It's dark and grim, and they finally yeah. get to their end point, which is a headquarters of sorts for this militia group called the Fireflies, who is re- they're really the only people trying to fix things. Everyone else is just stealing things or breaking more things, just trying to survive. But the Fireflies think that Ellie has the key to a cure. And their method of retrieving that key will involve, as they tell Joel later, killing Ellie, harvesting the specimen that's infected her but hasn't turned her, and using it to reverse engineer a vaccine. I'm pretty sure something in her brain, right? Like that's why Ellie's yeah. going to die is because it's in her yeah. brain. Yeah. Yeah. The infection like is in like her... <laughs> over her brain, but it hasn't controlled it. Because that's something like that's that. what forceps does. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom it's not like line, in her she's immune, it's in her brain. No, yeah, it's, 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 it's not like in her It's a vital point in, of her. Yeah, yeah yes. Yeah, yes. no, fair point, Logan. <laughs> uh, they can't just, you know, take a take a little bit off the top and keep going. No, yeah. uh, it would kill Ellie. <clears throat> and A hundred percent. Like, there's no, yes. like, she might survive. It's no, she will die No. Uh, when we do this. Her so. head will be empty, and you can't yes. live with an empty head. <laughs> we know this. Uh, Joel <clears throat> does not take this well. In fact, Joel takes this the opposite of well. He starts <laughs> rampaging through the headquarters, which is a repurposed hospital, uh, killing his way to the <clears throat> operating room until he can rescue Ellie. And he does, killing every doctor in his way. Well, I think maybe if they're think, not in his way, I think technically, we'll, we'll talk about that. But I think that technically the only doctor you have to kill at the end of that mission is yeah. the one holding the scalpel. You don't have See, to kill I, the I, others. I realized what I said, and we'll come back to that doctor because yeah. he's very important. Yes. You see, yes, uh, yes. Uh. But anyway, uh, people <laughs> die. A lot yes. of people die. What? But Joel saves Ellie. Ooh, ow! And I've been shot. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you were actually hurt in real life. I was concerned. <laughs> Thank you. So the game ends with Joel taking Ellie out of the hospital and taking her to his. He has a brother who's become part of this burgeoning settlement out in, I believe, Colorado. Yes. And he takes her there basically just to live. Yep. They're just going to live there. Uh, Ellie does have a bit of suspicion. She's, she basically tells Joel to tell her, to look her in the face and say, there was no hope for a cure, period. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, it was for nothing. And he says yes, and she's a, she says okay, and that's how the game ends. Yes, with Joel um, making this, uh, taking this sizzlingly hot take that uh, <laughs> his surrogate daughter is worth more than the world. Yes, uh, I also want to bring one thing up for the ending. Uh, there was a character named Marceline. Uh, Marceline? No, Mar. Marlene. Marlene. Sorry. Uh, there's a character named Marlene. She was the leader of the Fireflies. Um, uh, Joel kills her in the hospital. Like he, that she's the last person that uh, Joel kills. So like Joel not only kills not only a bunch of fireflies but also their leader. I just want to because that's also fairly important. And then yeah, the ending ends with Joel lying to Ellie, and you're also unsure. Like it's pretty clear that Ellie has her suspicions, but when she says okay, it's kind of like you know. She has her suspicions, but she's willing enough to trust Joel 
that she, he'll, she'll, you know, take his word for it. <clears throat> but yeah, so that's the end. And then, yeah, then it ends. There's, there's no clear answer. Does Ellie believe Joel? Why did Joel do this? Like you get no explanation whatsoever. Like that, just, yeah. it's, it's just done. Yeah, it, it ends <laughs> at, the, at the moment its message is put across, I think. Yeah. yeah. In that a parent's love surpasses the world. Yes. It will let the world die so long as their child is okay. Yeah. And this... Uh, and it was great. And it was super good. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. And it was that's fantastic. part of the reason why uh, The Last of Us was such a success. And I don't yes. think it's possible to overstate the success of The Last of Us. Like, there have mm. been successful games, but because of this story that the game was catapulted into commercial success unlike any other playstation game yeah it really was in the way that the story i think mimicked a a film it was very easy to get into and it it serves as a symbol for many that the stories told by games can be super meaningful and deep in an almost literary way even though and i just want to i want to pref i like i agree but i want to preface this not saying that games before haven't done that, but this was the first one to really get like kicked into the mainstream and really like pull in a lot of non-gamers like to games um, or mm-hmm. at least games like that. I, but I want to be clear, there are games who had fantastic stories and told meaningful stories before The Last of Us. Like Naughty Dog wasn't the mm-hmm. one to friggin' pioneer that. I yeah. The only reason I'm saying that is because I I know a lot of people tout The Last of Us as if it was. And you know, I'm not saying you are Scott. I understand you're just explaining, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people that tout The Last of Us as like, oh, this is the video game that really made video games into blah 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 blah. And it's like, no, fuck off. There was like there no, it's the one that just. It's the one that redirected the spotlight in a sense. Yes, yes. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And it, it reached a lot of people. Yes, that was the big thing. Yeah, no other game before it, despite how good the stories were. Yeah, this was the first one to really get thrown into the, or not thrown into, but yeah, catapulted into the spotlight that a lot of people, because it, it's also a relatable story and it's fairly grounded as well. It's not some big fantastical story either that you know yeah. could still have deep meaning and a good story but you know some people just aren't interested in it in you know that yeah. kind of setting but this one has was pretty grounded pretty you know in the real world quote unquote ish for the most part uh but yeah so yeah so i just wanted to say that yeah. no exactly because you you know it's impossible to fully agree with joel's decision at the end but it's yeah. impossible to not understand it and oh, also yeah. kind of see yourself in it you have to think about yourself in that position like okay i want to make this also clear that we skimmed through this just because well one just because we wanted to refresh anyone um and also people that didn't know you know they kind of have an understanding the writing in the last of us part one is very consistent and very good like all the characters are very consistent their arcs are make sense they're very logical and everything comes together despite the story honest to god being not very original like the whole overarching of like you know the gruff guy uh, you know then the meets with the young girl and he slowly becomes not like softer but kind of like opens up to someone else again in that kind of like father-daughter relationship that's not something new but it was just executed so so well that uh that's why the story is so good um 
but yeah, no, there's a lot of little details in the game that we just can't bring up here. Well, one, because that's not the focus, but also because there's, there's a lot, but I just wanted to point out the writing is very consistent. It's very good. That's why the story is so, I think so held together so well. <laughs> Having said all that, Logan, yes. real quick, what, how, like throw out your opinion on the last of us part one, part one Just real quick. Yeah. Like what's your opinion on it? Um, as a game or as a narrative? Uh, as a game, as a whole product. <sighs> I'm okay. I will say an eight or a nine out of 10. I'm leaning more towards nine. I don't, I don't think I can give it a 10 out of 10 just because the gameplay itself was not the most engaging thing i would argue it was it was good it was serviceable but it wasn't exactly you know my cup of tea like because naughty dog games because the same thing with uncharted there's a lot of a lot of talking and whatnot and kind of just moving and walking and sometimes it's like but then yeah the actual gameplay itself was serviceable it was nice but nothing like you know crazy. So I, I, you know what, nine out of ten. Say nine out of ten. <laughs> That's still pretty high. It is. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I six think it's okay. Ten. I hate it. <laughs> uh, actually, six out of ten might encapsulate my feelings a little better. Oh shit! Than you realize. Uh, so I guess we should throw out here in case you're somehow unaware. <clears throat> it's not just like commercial reception was huge on Last of Us <clears throat> Part One. It is incredibly highly regarded. Yeah, critical, critically yeah. acclaimed, yeah. I believe, I can double check this to make sure I'm not lying, but I believe that The Last of Us Remastered <clears throat> has a 95% on Metacritic, I believe. Probably. I, I wouldn't doubt uh, it. I would not doubt it. Which is a very, very high score. <clears throat> yes. It is very universally beloved. Yes. I do not love The Last of Us. <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think it's fine, but yes. I have a few problems with it. And yeah. the gameplay kind of uh, emblematizes <clears throat> most of them. Yeah. Uh, the See, gameplay okay. is Logan how- talking to us right now. What's up, Logan? <laughs> well, I was going to say, how many times did you play through The Last of Us Part 1 is my question also. At least four. Okay. I played it maybe once or twice. So I think if I played it two more times, I probably would rate it lower. I'm going to be honest because the charm of the story really only kind of lasts you know the well it's still really good but you know some of it is kind of lost on repeat playthroughs and i think i would notice some more of the lulls and whatnot in gameplay and stuff um but uh i i will be honest i am a sucker for a good story so i that is also why i rate it pretty high yeah I did play it. Yeah, I did play four times. I did. Yes. I played through it once normally, then New Game Plus, and then on the hardest difficulty, and then on that New Game Plus. Yes. Uh, I would actually say, though, on repeat plays, I act, my opinion actually improved on The Last of Us a little huh. bit. Uh, simply by the virtue of, I, I recognized that while playing it through multiple times, I could call out every beat that would happen. Like, oh, this is the part where this happens. And I wouldn't like skim over anything or forget anything. Yeah. And this is a long game. This oh, is yeah. a game that will take. <clears throat> probably 14 hours to play through yeah. normally yeah it's a long game and i found that i could just it was paced to the <sighs> point where i could remember so many things and even after yep. a while like i didn't immediately replay it like oh i gotta replay it i came Ooh, back to it after yeah. a while i could still yeah. remember 
And so that made me realize, huh, there actually might be something going on here. Yeah. Uh, so I, it did improve my opinion, <clears throat> but I would say that it still is kind of the gameplay that. Yeah. <laughs> it, so the, the gameplay of the last of us is very, it's pointedly still focused. It's very yeah. resource dependent. You scavenge yes. the environment for resources and ammunition, things you can use to craft into weapons or improvements for your weapons. And then you use those when you get in a fight. Yeah. Ideally, you the, the game starts every encounter. Oh, not every encounter, but most encounters begin with a pointed stealth focus. Yeah. Where you try to <clears throat> use your tools, try to navigate, not be spotted. Uh, because enemies hit hard if they find you. Yes. Uh, but more often than not, it's going to devolve into just normal shooting. Yeah. And the gameplay itself is okay. I mean, there's organic tension as you sneak around. Uh, particularly bright spots include some of the zombies, which include yep. blind zombies called clickers. You've probably seen one of these at some point. Probably. <laughs> they're very iconic for the game. In real uh, they're life. They're blind, oh. but in real life. Yeah. yeah. In, in dark alleys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the clickers are blind and they use sound. So you have to be very slow moving around them. Uh, and not get too close because you get too close it'll just smell your warmth and latch onto you and they instantly kill you uh, yeah. unless you have i think an upgrade lets you use a limited a use item yeah you can make you a, have shiv, to have a shiv but they're limited uses i think it needs to be a full shiv as well it has to be, yeah. it's a full shiv and i think the max amount of shivs you can have at one time i think after you upgrade them is three so it's either three shivs or three charges on one shiv but i can't remember okay well, but in any case, I, I'm pretty sure getting I, don't, rid of a don't clicker, get I'm pretty well, yeah, but I'm also pretty sure a clicker, even if it was, um, even if you have three stacks on a shiv, I think it takes all three, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, it'll it's, it's very costly, yeah, it's very costly yeah. to do that. So, don't get caught, so be very yes. sneaky, yes. Uh, <clears throat> th that's digressing a bit, but still, it's yeah, there's organic <laughs> tension, it's okay at what it does, it's not great, it's not a deep gameplay loop. There's no, nothing not. you'll <laughs> learn from it in the 10th hour that you didn't from the first. Yeah. Uh, it's there to just cover the holes. But yep. honestly, the main problem I had with the gameplay is that it doesn't mesh with the story very cleanly. I, okay. I can see that. I can agree to that to some extent for part one. Yes, I can agree with that. Yeah. Uh, that will be something foreshadowing here. That'll be something. Yeah. Cool come well, up a lot the, in two yeah maybe I'll, I'll, I'll clarify here the the problem i have with the gameplay connecting with the story is that the story is very pointedly focused around the hope in survival and i mean to water it down even more love yeah uh, the value of life i suppose yes. you could phrase it with joel saving ellie giving him you know this hope for survival that he otherwise really doesn't have at this point <clears throat> but then the gameplay itself is just mowing down legions of completely dehumanized <laughs> marauders that are just bad guys doing bad things because they're bad and yeah. so you can just kill like you just pop them up like popcorn you know they're not doing they're bad guys this is what they're meant for yeah and that dehumanization i feel like really <laughs> clashes when it's like though the complexity of the morality of the choices and the depiction of violence in these cutscenes, but the complete ignorance of the violence you create through gameplay i yeah. guess is how i'd boil that down yeah in all fairness though at least this game addresses it 
in terms of mm-hmm. like there are stories about an old man and a girl going around fucking killing everyone like there's actually stories about what you've done um but no i don't disagree in a game called the last of us there you kill so many people like, yeah of like a kind of distractingly you know what i i'm dropping my score down to eight out of ten <laughs> 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 i i forgot how many people you kill like you know, it makes sense if there's a ton of zombies, but yeah, no, there's a ton of people that you just mow down in the first one. <clears throat> just remembering that. Yeah, no, it's there's a lot. There's a lot. And I will say, sometimes it works. There are times oh, yeah. in which, because certain moments are playable, they're really <clears throat> effective. The yes. ending probably the most effective when making oh, yeah. you, as Joel, murder your way through the hospital. Despite it makes the player feel responsible for it. But then yeah. otherwise, it just kind of ignores it. Like, uh, the player did this <clears throat> just to get to the scene, basically. Whether or not you want to, by the way, yeah. like, you have to do it. Otherwise, you'll fail. And yeah, it, but but that's the point. It's like it's not it's not necessarily the player's decision. It's Joel's decision at this point. And you, uh, you have to go along with it, whether you yeah. like to or not. So, <clears throat> yeah. Something and, else yeah come up but but that's not a that's like 10 20 percent i can think of yeah and a lot of else is just complete dehumanized mowing down people yeah. or just walking very slowly to the yeah. next cutscene, yes. which is a model that has been popularized by this game yeah, and unfortunately i i think it's another reason the game became so popular because it to many this comes off as blending story and gameplay uh, by just kind of walking and then having the characters talk at the same time. I don't agree. I think that that's not, but... Maybe the first time it's okay, but yeah, by the fourth yeah. time, you're like, oh my God, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so I can see it, it for something like... Room a, yeah. You can't leave until their conversation is over. Yeah. Well, it, it is the context, yeah. Like, the introduction of The Last of Us uh, takes place 20 years before the events of the story, it's basically the initial outbreak and Joel's at the heart of it. And there's nothing you really do in that sequence that isn't just hold up to continue, but it's a really effective sequence. And we'll talk about it more. I don't doubt, uh, but because the narrative element is so strong. And Some that, other, and that, it's okay. <laughs> My, this is supposed to be a last of us part two review, Scott. <laughs> We're getting to it. Okay. We're getting to it. Um, fuck, so like, that's the about? thing though. I, yeah. uh, that's the thing though like if that is my <clears throat> biggest problem with a video game that it's on a philosophical level that yeah. means the game's in a pretty good spot yeah like there, it's a fine video game yes but of course it was very well received it was very <clears throat> uh, very much anticipated to have a follow-up simply because it was, was so it? big that's apparently the narrative they'll have you believe i don't i I, call I should yes. say a lot of the anticipation <laughs> I think came from people once the follow-up was announced. Okay, hold hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I guess there just... there was some assumption that there was a there was a good enough reason to have a second one. Sorry, continue. I was gonna say before we even get back before we even get into the actual Last of Us Part Two, I'm just curious when they announced the Last of Us Part Two, what were your thoughts? Like, were you excited it... or? Like what? What was your inevitably genuine, like, disappointing? <laughs> my that was first, my first thought. My first thought was just unnecessary, and I was just like, "This, I, 
I saw it and I had, I'm going to be totally honest. I had zero interest. I was just like this, I, this is not necessary. And I, 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 you know, just a sense of dread, like, you know, this is not going to be just, just no. Yeah. D- disappointment. Yeah. And I don't know where all this hype came from. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I think, uh, yeah. Part, I think the reason why I was thinking like that is because I honestly think the first game's ending is so just, just chef kiss, just that you do I not agree. need to follow up on it. Like it's, it ended perfect. Like you just stop, mm-hmm. but yeah, I no. agree. And I, I don't <laughs> throw that word around for just anything perfect. Cause yeah. I, because I don't believe anything's perfect, Yeah, but you can come really close. And in that case is, you know, I'll use the word. I agree. Yeah. I think the ending was perfect. Yeah. I mean, it like, was, what do you even yeah. do after that? Like, the mic gets Bullshit. dropped Got- and says, hey, you know, as a parent, you would do the same thing. Don't look <laughs> away from the screen. You know you would do the same thing. Yeah. What are you going to... Now you have to pick the mic up again? Like, <laughs> yeah, like hey, guys, we're actually going to keep going. Like, what? <laughs> Sorry about that. Remember all that ambiguity that we left you with that was super interesting? No more of that. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna answer the questions you didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, well, that that isn't that it. Answering questions that didn't need to be answered. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so should we should we actually get right. into the so, last one's part two now? Fast forward seventeen uh, <clears throat> seven years, not seventeen years. It feels like seventeen years at this yeah. point. Uh, <clears throat> it's aged just all collectively as a society. Yeah. <laughs> the, in June of twenty twenty, the Last of Us Part Two finally released. And you've said, you've brought this up before, Logan, a very split reception. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even before the game came out. I don't know. Do we want to touch on that at all? Or just stick with the game? Because like, let's just stick with the game. Because that's okay. Yes, yeah. I think uh, we'll just okay. Even I'll though we've probably I'll, I'll be... gone against that already. But still. yeah, well, no, but I'll just say let's this. And we we'll, I'll just say this and we'll move on. Even before the game was released, there were some leaks. And I think we brought this up before that there were in our leak episode. Um there are some leaks of the story which divided the fan base very early and the release did not help that. Okay, so let's get into that. That's very true. That is that is what happened. Let's get into the game now. Let's not dwell on that. I just wanted to be... Anyone interested, that's what happened. <clears throat> so, um, the last... Yeah, sorry, the... go on. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I can I... go into it. No, go, go on. on. Go, no, no, go for it. Go for it. Okay. So... The Last of Us Part Two takes place, uh, I mean, technically right after, or a yeah. little, a small, a short period after the events of the first game, in which Joel and Ellie have settled down into their new little society. I think a couple of years, though, right? Well, it starts uh, right after, where Joel's kind of confessing to his, his brother that, oh, yes, uh, is part yes, of the society. Yes, yes, I, yes, he yes, might yes, kind of yes. run it. Yes. And so there's a, there's, it's a very short sequence. It's mostly cutscenes yeah. up yeah. to that point. <clears throat> Who's thinking and it's distracting. <laughs> uh, so it, it starts right there just to kind of lay the groundwork. And then it jumps ahead four years. Yes. And there, there's going to be some time jumping here. So I'm going to try and keep it very clear when things happen. Sorry, let me just, let me just clarify what happened in that opening scene real quick. Joel told his brother, Tommy, what he did that and that that's mm-hmm. that was the whole thing that that was yes. all it was 
Yeah. Well, no, he told Ellie a joke and I forgot the joke. (laughs) Anyway, I don't remember it either. So the action then jumps (laughs) ahead four years. Yes. Life's going pretty normally. The society's kind of just become a normal society. There's people, there's parties, there's, uh, there's a, not a deli. What I'm trying to, I can't think of it. What do you think? One of the characters runs like a restaurant or something. Uh, Whatever. Life's good. Everything's happy. Yeah. Uh, and so, sorry, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of where to start because The Last of Us Part Two uh, starts like five times. Oh my god, uh, it's so slow. So it's the, so slow. I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna piecemeal it out just to put it across. <laughs> yeah, uh, everything that happens in what would be considered the introduction of The Last of Us Part Two, uh, it starts with Ellie walking through town to receive eventually, uh, kind of her job for the day. Yeah, they're still even though life's pretty good, they're still conducting patrols around the town because you know there are still fungus zombies. They haven't moved. There's yeah, or, they're or still you know, enjoying. bandits. You got to protect your town. Yeah, yeah, normal so, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So Ellie goes on a one of those kind of protecting missions with a friend named Dina. But as the introduction progresses and is hinted at early on, it's not just a friend situation. Oh, hinted at. Do you count hinting as screaming it in your face? Is that what hinting oh, is to you? At the beginning, it's hinting. It gets out of that, Logan. I'm getting there. It was there. a whole thing. Okay, go on. Go well, that on. scene came later. They only talk about it in the beginning. Go on. No, no. I'm talking about where the friggin' guy who's like the oh, that's owner right. of the bar that. or whatever. Yeah. God, hold on. I'm just going to say this right now because it's probably going to come up a lot. The dialogue in this goddamn game is bad. It is just, I hate it. I hate it. It's so annoying. It's the worst. There's a whole thing. The reason why I'm why I said, you know, Scott thinks that hinting means screaming at your face is they talk about it. There was a they, they talk about it a lot where friggin' what was it? There's some dance. And Ellie Kessdina and some guy was like, oh, there's no lesbians here. And Joel was like, what'd you say, motherfucker? And Ellie was like, Joel, don't you step on on my behalf. I'm a big girl. And then they go to that bar and the guy is like, hey, sorry for that. Here's some sandwiches. And Ellie's like, I don't want your bigot sandwiches. And she keeps saying bigot sandwich. Like she says it like three times in the span of two minutes. And I want it. I... <sighs> a distracting amount. A distracting amount yeah and this guy is trying to apologize you know maybe he doesn't actually maybe he'll still believe this but also ellie's just being a dick to him for like she's being really really vindictive it's like oh god sorry yeah well you bring up a good point that already we've (laughs) kind of uh well my mind things a bit different but yeah we've already kind of uh, pointed out one of the big issues here that scene that you've described does not happen yet that is later in the game so what we see in the introduction is just the aftermath of a scene we haven't seen. Yes. The and actual isn't that dance. Just, yeah. yeah. The actual dance, we don't actually see. We just hear about it. Yeah. But then for some reason, it's later in the... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go I on. will grant. I will grant this. It was that scene at the dance was basically a trailer for the game. Yeah. So there was knowledge of it. Yes. However, I don't think that's an excuse. No. I don't think that... <laughs> that I don't think that your excuse that, oh, well, they've seen it in a trailer before should, I don't think that's a valid 
defense no, of it's not. just <laughs> awkward chronology. But anyway, oh, yeah. so that's a whole sequence, and us yeah. dragging it out exemplifies why it, it's so dragged out. She's just walking through a town. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Switch... Want... Sorry, oh. I'm just gonna say this Sorry, real quick. I didn't. I I don't remember like once cringing in the last of us part one or like you know cringing from like dialogue or something or anything like that where i was like that's awkward if i cringed in the last of us part one it's just like oh my god i can't believe that happened or like oh that was gross or something like that i cringed very hard like i almost put down my controller and walked away because i was just like oh my god what what is going on go on (laughs) and i will say as long as we've been talking about it the sequence still probably hasn't ended for someone playing the game yes no it's lengthy Mm -hmm. so many Mm cutscenes. Uh, we'll refer to that a lot, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. From that point, the game flip-flops a little bit Yeah. Uh, between Ellie and a new character, who I'll just name right now, Abby. They don't name her yeah. before, but Abby, who is, I'll spoil her right now, basically the second main character. Yes. Who is uh, introduced as lurking on kind of the outskirts of the town, looking for someone, and raising their eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> after a little bit more back and forth, uh, Mm. I'll, I'll just i'll just cut to it because i feel yeah. like we've wittered on enough uh abby is in town to kill joel yeah and so she does <laughs> the- that. she finds him on accident though which is kind of funny okay so okay by the way the game tries to be coy and they, they, like they, there's just this whole i just have this whole issue the game tries to be coy where yeah it sets up abby and they're like oh we're looking for someone oh you think he'll be here and you know the game's like oh what's she who's she looking for my immediate thought was joel like that that's who she's looking for no that, it's gonna be some random is. guy we haven't met <laughs> what a twist. No, no mystery whatsoever and like i stayed away from leaks too by the way like i didn't really know a lot but the minute she was like oh is, is he gonna be here i was just like she's talking about joel like that's who she's talking about like that's that's yeah so <laughs> no uh, no there are other interesting people in the town logan no uh, so there are a lot of oh. sequences where you go between uh, abby and ellie yes both of which include very long stretches of walking and interruption okay. by cutscene yeah uh, by the point at which the inciting incident occurs is like two hours into the game which, yes. in my opinion, is already a black mark against the game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, especially considering, real quick, uh, we didn't touch on it too much, but we did talk about it a little bit, the introduction of the first Last of Us. I was going to bring that up, yes. Which I think is textbook. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's really it, it, good. That is how you yeah. start your friggin' game. This game, this The Last of Us Part yeah. 2, is like the complete opposite of how The Last of Us Part 1 started. And it's just, it, it kind of sets the tone for the whole game. Where it's just yeah. kind of like, if you played The Last of Us Part 1 and you're playing this and you're like, man, why is this so slow? Like, why is this the complete opposite of The Last of Us Part 1? And then you're just like, oh no, this is going to be the rest of the game too, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just going to look <laughs> at things and be like, why is this completely different and like yeah. awful? <laughs> yeah. In in the first 20 minutes of The Last of Us, even less, I think, maybe closer to 15. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, under 20 for sure. Yeah. There's a an initial cutscene in which Joel... <clears throat> Uh, has a conversation with his daughter and yep. very quickly their char- characters that characterized the relationship is very well established yes. uh, then suddenly the outbreak occurs and his daughter sarah sees this through the windows and <clears throat> uh, joel comes running in tommy's there and they get out of the house everything's on fire their car crashes uh, they, they're just running out of the city uh, before yeah. finally unfortunately under orders to just sort of neutralize anything 
Joel and his daughter get shot at and Joel's daughter <laughs> dies. Yes. And I don't, I don't get affected by much. And yeah. I can take a lot. I'm a strong boy, but I cannot yeah. sit through the introduction <laughs> of the last of us without having a shudder through my body. Yeah, no, it's, it's surprising it in terms of subverting expectations like genuinely that is a like if you want a really good example of that the opening to the last of us part one is a fantastic subversion of expectations because not only Mm -hmm. do you have the intensity of actually experiencing the outbreak which so many zombie games and movies just don't do like it's always the aftermath um so that was really exciting and then it's so intense and then yeah when you get shot at you're like oh man you know like i i hope joel's okay and then his daughter, you're just like, what the fuck? Because Tom, by the way, Tommy comes in and saves you. Like, that's how you survive. Tom comes and saves mm-hmm. you. You're like, oh, thank God, Tommy. Like, you know, we're going to get out of here. And then it just slowly pans over with Joel, by the way. Like, Joel sees Tommy. He's like, oh, good. Tommy's here. We can get out of here. And then he looks over and his daughter is shot and not in a good place. And she dies in his arms. And it's like, oh, my God, they just did that. It's it a very good tone setter for the rest uh, of the game. <laughs> oh, it is a heartbreaking scene. I have oh. so much appreciation for Troy Baker as an actor. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he, he, just, he just breaks me down every time in that scene. Oh, yeah. And that that impact is within 15 minutes of the game yes. starting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Last of Us Part 2 takes two hours to get to the first uh. actual, like, tangible plot point. Yes. And that is Joel dying. And it's, it takes two Abby hours. takes a golf club and kills Joel, who she it, found on accident and lucky for her. It t- by the way, I w- <laughs> two things, two things. It takes two hours to get to the inciting incident. Like, you know, that's kind of the introduction. So it's super long anyway. And then the inciting incident, I think, even though it took two hours to get to, is still way too early into the game. And then oh, yeah. just based on another just writing thing, Joel, the reason that they get caught is Joel and Tommy help save Abby, okay? They help save her from a bunch of zombies. She was dead, like dead. Literally, a fence of zombies was coming down on her. And Joel saves her, and they fight off the infected together. They get to her friends or whatever, and you know, then they're in the house, and they're good. And then Tommy... I get that some like, you know, you can go soft, but if you're still going out on patrols, maybe have a little bit of fucking caution. He's just like, yeah, my name's Tommy and that's my brother, Joel. And we live down here and y'all can supply up with us, which I mean, these are all my allergies. Please don't feed me any of these foods. And by the way, he just says his brother's name is Joel. That's all he says. He does not say Joel Miller. He says Joel. And then Abby fucking kneecaps him with a shotgun. And then after she does that, she says, Joe Miller, like to confirm it. I just, I just love to think, what if it was just some random guy named Joel? And Abby just fucking kneecaps him. And she's like, Joel Miller. And he's just like, no, I'm Joel Johnson. Who are you? She's just like, (laughs) oh, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. (laughs) So the whole thing was just, really stupid <laughs> but the and oh. then the fact that yeah i i could understand joel dying but the way that they did it i don't see the value in it 
I'm I just going to say like that. I yeah, don't know. I don't see it. It was shock for shock's sake, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of a lot of people compare the game to Schindler's List in terms of its, you know, huh. its, its tone and narrative. Uh, <laughs> I was most strikingly reminded of movies like A Nightmare on Elm Street 4 <laughs> that take established cast members from the last film, hold them over a balcony, and punt them to see how far they can go for its own sake, just for shock value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I think I heard it described once that how Joel died was the opposite of plot armor. It's like when the plot just absolutely annihilates you for <laughs> no good reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, especially because this is Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Which to me says that it's meant to continue the story of Part One and everything that is attached to it. Yeah. And. So for me, Joel's death has to sort of answer Joel's arc in the first game. Yeah. I don't think that's too much of a stretch to assume. No, no, yeah. And so we have this story that ends with with Joel's character arc at the same time, the story of the first game and Joel's character arc build to this collective moment of a parent saving their child instead of the world. Yeah. And Last of Us Part Two answers, you know, like, oh, was the writer wrong question that sort of implicitly hung over things. Yeah. To me, killing Joel answers it very plainly. Wrong. You die. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know that, you know, yeah, he killed a lot of people. He probably could have been a little bit more diplomatic in his response. <laughs> but at the same time, to me, it feels like it completely disregards Joel. Like, just oh, straight up. Can I be 100% honest with you? No. Oh, well, I'll be like 90. Um, okay, I, actually, cool. I actually agreed with joel's decision at the end of the last of us part one. Oh, i did as well oh okay <laughs> all right cool Excellent. yeah no absolutely <laughs> i mean <laughs> absolutely i mean it's like i said joel's actions well, yeah contribute to the thesis of the game yeah so i mean in that sense it's it's correct but i think also practically i mean like what are you gonna do you're gonna maybe make a vaccine okay okay okay, okay. maybe so, get one person yeah i was gonna say so we're gonna get into this later because uh, the the uh, big part of it is yeah like the fireflies oh Joel took away the, the we'll we'll get into that when we get into Abby's motivations but um, I also just want to point out um, <clears throat> for the intro uh, uh, Joel saved Abby like ten minutes ago from certain death and she literally then j- like with no remorse no hesitation kneecaps him and then beats him to death with a do- with a golf club she could have just killed him. Like, and just shot him, you know, like, and that's that. But no, because Joel said, do it. She was like, no, I'm going to now torture you. And it's like, bitch, he literally just saved your life. Does that mean nothing to you? I'm going to. His mistake. I'm going to say this right now. My opinion on Abby. She is a monster. She is a deplorable, immoral monster. And I hate her. And despite the game's best efforts to try and convince me otherwise she is a monster and an irredeemable piece of shit i don't care what anyone says fair (laughs) (laughs) so the intro in comparison to last of us part one last of us part two's intro and by the way because it's two hours long we're kind of just skimming through this so i'm sorry if if you don't if you haven't played through it 
I'm sorry, but if we were to talk about every little thing, because this game's like fucking 20 hours long, if we were to talk about everything, we'd be here forever. Yeah, I was going to step it out, like I said. Would be like, I'm going to take you with it step by step. But then I realized I don't know, oh Mike, that's so many steps. It's, it's a that's lot. So many it's steps. a lot of steps. So we're going to try and yeah. just hit the like key details or summarize, you know, some decisions yeah. into one big thing. Intro, though, super slow, super meandering. I would argue not very interesting at all. And then the whole, uh, I guess, climax of the intro wh- where we get the motivating factor for the rest of the game is poorly executed and yeah is uh, the opposite of plot armor where the mm-hmm. is plot annihilation for very dumb reasons yeah <sighs> i I've, I've seen it said around that you, uh, it's a matter of sort of appreciating when a story eases off the plot to focus on building its characters but to that i say that that is faulty logic yeah (laughs) because what is a good plot if not the interactions and actions of characters that is what a plot is (laughs) that's what a good plot is and that shouldn't be instead of a plot that should be in part of a plot should be furthering a plot yes which is not what happens oops i also want to make it clear i'm not one of these people that are angry because joel died i came mm-hmm. into the game fully expecting Joel to die <clears throat> because he's done a lot of heinous shit. Like he was probably going to die because of his actions. Mm-hmm. I am upset at the way he died because it's dumb. There's, yeah. there's a lot of people that I think are irrationally angry at the game because Joel died. And I think it's because they're dumb because they somehow didn't expect Joel. I'm sorry. I think it's because you're dumb that you didn't <laughs> expect Joel to die. I, it, it, I am angry that uh the way he did i i i knew he was dead like it was going to be part of the game he he, he was going to just based on the world of the last of us he was going to die because of what he did in the past like that's it's just something that would happen and that i fully expected but there's so many people that got so angry because joel died and like and but like full stop like not how it happened they were just angry that he was dead and i think those people are dumb i'm gonna be 100 percent honest i think they're dumb <clears throat> Sorry. It's, uh, it, yeah <laughs> I, I agree that the circumstance definitely was like i don't i didn't doubt that he would die i don't feel yeah. like a, you would have a part two without that yeah just on a basic level but yeah. i just feel like it could have meant more oh yeah that it's it's very much just he's dead now and yeah. all he is is a prop yeah we're just getting yeah. the rest of the game going that's yeah that's exactly what he is yeah he was a prop in this game the beloved character that you spent your entire time with in the last game was literally reduced to a prop in this one for two hours i sorry i was about to go on a tangent about I, we'll keep it to the game we'll keep it to the game we'll, we'll keep it to the game yeah <laughs> so, so that's the introduction <clears throat> yeah and that's just the how it starts and so uh just to Boy, clarify, how it to go on, huh? Yeah, say so just to clarify, I had heard that the game was long, and we're two hours in, and I already just didn't like have any motivation to play the game anymore. If that's how the story was going to be, yeah. and I was just like, the only reason I kept playing, honestly, yeah. was just so people couldn't say, "Oh, well, you didn't actually play the game, so you can't have an opinion <laughs> on it." I, I was just, I was just like, "Screw it, I'll just finish it." The just bitter, have an actual opinion end. on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So the next part. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the length definitely uh, is a detriment to the game. 
there's a very cute little quirk to the game in that you will go through missions that could take up to three hours individually and yes. it will amount to like a 20 second cutscene. Yeah. That actually like does anything for the plot again with the, I guess this conceit of focusing on the characters instead of the plot, but that's the thing instead of the plot, like yeah. not <laughs> as part of the plot. Yeah. So uh, from this point, it's going to be very easy to gloss over things. And we're going to. And we're going to. <laughs> because take that I, will opportunity. Go, I will go yeah. insane if we... So, yeah. real quick. Jo- uh, we don't, uh, Joel's dead. Uh, Tommy, tries to, uh, Tommy tries to comfort Ellie. And Ellie's like, we got to go kill him. And Tommy's like, I agree, but we can't be stupid about it. And then Tommy is stupid about it and goes after them on his <laughs> own. Uh, and then Ellie goes like... Uh, and then Ellie and Dina are brought to Tommy's wife. And she's like, oh, get my stupid husband. And Ellie's just like, all right. And uh, then they go. Uh, and then we skip three... By the way, the game then skips three days of travel, which we could have used to, you know... <clears throat> grow with our characters you know on their journey to wherever the fuck we were was it washington or something is that where it we was washington yeah washington. abby and her friends are part of a the washington liberation front i believe i don't know yes. what they're being liberated from or want to be liberated from but they're liberating name, so other people we'll from their things and lives um <laughs> liberating joel's soul from his body yeah. but uh yeah we skipped three days that you know the journey to what we skip we skipped the journey to washington where we could have you know taken a break from the plot and used it to, to to grow characters and stuff but you know mm. so that's, that, that was weird to me considering yeah. the first game was literally a journey yeah and we skipped the journey this time it was weird yeah. we skipped it all the journey it's still still the thing it, it, literally the journey is you can go back and read in ellie's diary what happened and it's just like wait why really? didn't yes did you not know I that know that no, yes. I didn't know that. You can look in Ellie's diary and look back on your trip. Like, there's entries for like days traveling to Washington. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> huh? You've taught me. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then you end up in Washington, and then you <clears throat> you what was it? You out. get to Washington. Yeah, you can. For some reason, it's like Washington is like really open world for a little bit. Like that's the only time that happens in the game. Uh, you can fuck around and find out there, uh, and then you're with Dina yeah. the whole time, and then yes, yeah, cause like there's like an hour that you have to do in <clears throat> in the first uh, Washington area, yeah. But there's up to like three of just optional stuff you can find. I did all the optional stuff, by the way. I didn't. <laughs> so I did because I thought the rest of the game was going to be like this, and I was like, I actually might be a little interested in this, but then. Or, but then, but then, yeah, then it just... Uh, you had more trust than I did, because I didn't I, do it, because I knew the game wouldn't be like that. And I was like, well, I in all fairness, one of the first, And I didn't need of, this stuff, honestly. Well, no, you didn't. As I say, one of the first things I... Well, the, the reason I looked around is because I did the bank thing first, and if you do the bank thing first, you actually get a shotgun. And I was like, oh, shit, am I going to have to actually, like, look around the world for weapons? Because that's actually kind of cool. Like, are there missable weapons? And, you know, how much you explore and gather and resource and time you put in to being prepared? Is that actually going to help you in the rest of the game? And then the game gave me the giantest of middle fingers and said, fuck you, we're going back to linear. And I was just like, all right, cool. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I, I got the shotgun from a normal mission. I didn't even realize you could get it early. I just got oh, yeah. it because they hand it to you. And they had a whole special thing. Where she like takes it from the body and she's like, thanks, brah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what happened? There's a whole like 
<laughs> like, well, Washington's pretty much the whole. Or sorry, uh, what happened? The next significant portion. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole thread of obviously Ellie's trying to hunt down the members of the <laughs> Washington Liberation Front that helped kill Joel. And yeah. so there's a, it, it takes us through a few locations. There's a radio station. Uh, there's a station. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it I, I think a, you, you find your home base though, right? Uh, the theater? That, that's, yeah, that's true. The, they treat a, okay. they find a movie theater and they kind of treat it as safe house. Okay. Hold on. In that movie theater, by the way, by the way, in that movie theater, I think it's in the movie theater. They had, they find, they find, they find, they find. I'm sorry, I'm emphasizing this because I want you to fucking listen to me. What? They find <laughs> a fucking like album of photos of literally Abby and all of her friends labeled with like the person. Like, what psycho does that? And how convenient is it that you literally found? photographs of all the people that you're trying to kill with all of their names so you can put it on like i don't know a fucking uh what do they call them like a post-it board and you know like fucking mark off names as you're going what scott how many photos do you have of people that have their names written on them how many tell me right now i don't want to admit this. <laughs> i have none zero nada <laughs> <laughs> Of, like, regular-ass photos of, like, you know, just, like, me and my friends and, like, printed out and, like, uh, 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 fucking Logan and Scott. And it's, like, no, I have none of those. Because, I you know, the person being in the photo, I'm, like, oh, that's Logan, that's me, and that's Scott. That's it. <laughs> that's how you know who's who. It's for posterity, you understand? Oh, shut up. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but... So that we kind of comes the <laughs> that's the driving factor of this segment of the game, just <sighs> going from location to location, not really finding them, more so them kind of showing up for you, because the the game's a yeah. lot more convenient than the first one. The first one was very much Joel and Ellie enter a place and then things happen kind of yes. naturally from that. It was yeah. more just the the world's going on around you, so because... you were in the right place you needed to be in because. It, it, the world didn't care. Now yeah. we're just kind of like puppeting things into your face. Like, here you go. It also made more sense in part one because you're traveling from one place to another. So sometimes you have, so you have to go through these places. In part two, you're just trying to find people. And then sometimes you just kind of, or not even sometimes, a lot of the times you just kind of stumble upon them. <laughs> yeah. Like how you literally stumble upon the first guy is you're going through Washington on your horse and then you jump over like a barbed wire and then your horse fucking explodes. And then <laughs> instead of they shoot your horse, like they cap him and it's like, God damn it. But then for whatever reason, they knock you out. Like they knock you out. They don't just shoot you. And they specifically say like, oh, we got orders to like, uh, kill anyone or like not let anyone pass here but instead of just putting a cap in your head and being done with it they knock you out and bring you back <clears throat> to wherever the hell they're based out or whatever but then the bad guy uh they, they only somehow also only capture ellie even though dina was also on the horse with you uh <laughs> dina's there no she's not in the school dina's like on the other side of the room no she's not 
No, she's not. They're you are together. After Ellie is, okay, I'll, I'll explain it to you because I remember this. Ellie is captured, right? And the guy or whoever that you like cut the face of because like when they were killing Joel and Ellie came in. This Well, this is the other thing. Ellie's a fucking idiot in this game. Uh, <clears throat> when, sorry, I want to backtrack a little bit just to kind of make things clear. When Ellie came into the room and saw them beating Joel to death, she just kind of walked into the room and didn't immediately shoot Abby in the back of the head. Like, you know, she would have in uh, Last of Us Part 1. And then they let you live. That's the other thing, by the way. They kill your they kill your surrogate father in front of her, and Ellie's saying, like, I'll kill you, and then they let you live because they're also very smart. Sorry, to continue. So one of those guys that was there that was there to kill Joel, that was in the room, he's like, man, I recognize you. I'm going to kill you. Or no, sorry, no. <laughs> that's not even it. Oh, my God, it's the other guy, the random guy that's just like, okay, we have orders to kill people. We're going to kill him. And the, the other guy that was in the room is like, no, we should find out what she knows first. And it's just like, why? Why would you? And then, sorry, because I'm still explaining this to Scott. And then Dina walks on the glass ceiling. Shoots, oh, that's right. Shoots yeah. the other guy. <clears throat> shoots the, like, rando. And then the other guy returns fire and breaks the glass ceiling that Dina is standing on because she's an idiot. So she falls through <laughs> and uh, lands. And then I instead of, like, shooting Dina or stabbing her, I'm fairly certain he tries to strangle her. And then Ellie somehow gets free and then uh, like stabs him or shoots him or she kills him somehow. So it's a whole bunch of like contrivance bullshit to get that whole scenario in order. <laughs> yeah, I just remember that she was there at the end. I forgot how she got no, there. She, she stood on a glass ceiling, yeah. shot at people and then fell through the glass ceiling when people shot at her yeah. back because she's so fucking smart. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And then maybe after that is when you actually find the theater and then the photos. I don't remember. This This game is, unlike The Last of Us Part 1, where it was very well paced, this game's a mess. Mm. This game does not know yeah. <laughs> From that guy, unless I'm forgetting something, I want to say it takes three to four <clears throat> hours to the next person. Yeah. Uh, the after next person the... the... Sorry, go on. I, 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 I think <laughs> that the next... Uh, so there's, there's a whole stretch in which Ellie kind of goes into uh, is accidentally caught in a crossfire of sorts between the Washington Liberation Front and this death cult that they're at war with called yeah. Seraphites. <laughs> so we spend some time killing those people. There's a death cult in this game, by the way. Uh, yeah. Oh, we'll talk about the death cult. Out. Oh, there's a death cult. <laughs> uh, eventually, Ellie goes to a hospital, believing Abby is there. Yes. She's not there, but one of Abby's friends is there. Because, of course, she is. And <laughs> yeah and so basically to get her to talk uh abby not abby ellie the other one uh brutalizes her uh, before we uh, sorry i just because i just want to point out another bad writing thing so ellie's got this lady at gunpoint and she's kind of like interrogating her and the woman who was there that was who was there that killed joe this one of abby's friends she says to Ellie, she says to Ellie, yeah, I remember that little bitch and how he squealed when Abby fucking like killed him or something. And then it's then then and then Ellie, like in anger, 
she has a gun on her. She's, you know, she's a good, she's a good distance away. She's got a gun on her. And for some reason, like an absolute moron walks forward angrily so that the person can slap the gun away and then run away. And then there's a whole chase sequence and it's dumb. And then you catch her. And then, uh, then, yeah, then, then, then Ellie starts to brutalize her. Starts smacking her with a lead pipe because she's just like. (laughs) And I want to put across here. It's Ellie that does it. The, yeah, the amount the player it. is involved in this act is once. just hitting square. You hit you hit you square, hit square once. three times, three three times. Oh, is I it? Think. Yeah. Uh, I also just want to point out that she hits her over the head with a pipe, and then doesn't proceed to then ask her question again. She just then keeps slapping the shit out of her with a lead pipe, like without asking her any more it's questions. True. And it's just like, uh, okay, at, at least three swings before yes, asking. Before- well, then it cuts away. It works so, though, apparently, because uh, yeah, yeah, it cuts away, and Ellie's <laughs> just kind of shaken at back at the theater. Like, well, she talked. She's shaken. She's shit. But uh, here's the first instance of um, what 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 do we call it, where the gameplay does not meet up with the, what's happening in the story. Ludo narrative dissonance. Ludo, thank you. Ludo, Ludo. Ludo narrative dissonance. Yes. Ludo narrative dissonance. This is the first, or at least the first biggest, like major example that you can see because Ellie is like all shaken up. Like uh, Dina comes and helps her and like takes off her shirt or whatever to help wipe the blood off her, some whatever. And Ellie's just like, <laughs> like, she's like, I beat someone to death with a pipe. When for like the past six hours she's been doing way worse shit to other people way worse shit with less reason too with less reason and no remorse whatsoever slicing people in the neck beating people to death with a pipe because guess what a melee weapon's a pipe and you could fucking beat someone to death with it if you're getting melee range blowing people's heads off with a shotgun but no, because I beat this person, because I beat information out of this person and, you know, killed her with it. Uh, there's no, now I'm shaken. It's because she was a main character, not a main character, because she was, like, named and uh, because the plot needs it. That's why. That's why. You understand, Logan. That wasn't a cutscene. It wasn't a cutscene. You're right. Well, Therefore, it has well, meaning. The hundred other people times. that I, hundred other people that I slaughtered before. Yeah. Not real. <laughs> we'll see this many times. It's a... Uh... This oh. game doesn't. Uh, this game has a lot of The Last of Us Part One about it, in that it's a lot of it. it what, it's in the cutscenes that matters. It's not what you do in the game, not yeah. the violent things you do. It's the violent things we show you. See, Ex- ooh, scary. Except unlike The Last of Us Part One, where they at least had something saying like, "Man, there's like an old man and a girl going around killing a bunch of people." There's never that ever in the game. Mm. Like the there's like maybe one part in Abby's story like where i think maybe it was ellie's but honest to god the first time i played it i thought it was just casualties from the war but we'll get to that but <sighs> so yeah that's the first time of that happening where it's just like okay i guess and it happens again when because from that encounter it. ellie learns that there's an aquarium that ellie abby's a, i keep darn it i, I did yeah. this when i was making the video too to yep. make, make up the names their names uh, are very closely yeah ellie and abby uh, it's very yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> ellie yes. goes to aquarium 
thinking that Abby will be there. They're By the way, so, uh, Jesse shows uh, like it's there's also like another fucking like three hours in between there. And at some point, Jesse shows up. Notice how we didn't reference Jesse at all before this point. Yeah. That's because oh, his character oh, also, is literally Dina, that nothing. Also, uh, Dina's pregnant, by the way. I don't remember when that happened, <gasps> but it happened at some point in those like past nine hours that have transpired. <laughs> that it is revealed that she is preggers. And I'm convinced that <laughs> that is the only reason Jesse's in the story. Yes. Because they uh, realize the that, father. wait. Jesse is the father, by the way. Yeah, because they, they, they realized, I feel like, wait, Ellie can't do that. <laughs> we need another. Yeah, so Jesse's there. He's the father. Dina's pregnant. And then, so yeah, then the, the we're skipping over a shit ton, by the way, because it's just very tedious and stupid. But hospital. And it, it doesn't really relate to most of the stuff. It's like, true. In the main plot. Like, <clears throat> sorry, like, not hospital, hospital, aquarium. Yeah, sorry, aquarium. You had me I fooled. <laughs> I tricked you, uh, you fool. Yeah. The short story, Ellie reaches the hospital eventually and Aquarium. kills more people. <laughs> You're witch magic. You're witch magic. Uh, but, but like the hospital, I was getting to it, they, uh, it's pretty much just hit square and these people die. Yeah. It's not like you kill them. It's more like, hey, continue this cutscene, please. Like, continue to press play. And just two more people die. Uh, well, hold on. Remember, it's you very stab a dog. You jump into a room and a dog attacks you and you stab it and you kill the dog. And you're like, well, you know, that's kind of sad, but it was attacking me and trying to rip my throat out. So. Sounds like it wasn't very sad at all. Sounds yeah. like it was just self-defense. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, so those two people die and it's very, very dramatic. Abby, Afterwards, or not Abby, uh, Owen and Mel. So l- let's just put this in context right now who these characters are. Owen and Mel are a couple that got together after after they killed Joel, right? Because was Abby No, they were Owen? together before. Okay, so Abby and Owen used to be a thing, but then they're not anymore, and then Owen was, is with Mel. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, so, so like... You know, it's her ex. So, you know, so again, friends of Abby. It's not like two random people. It's two of the people that were there when they killed Joel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and two people yeah. that are close to Abby. Yes. And the way that they die is also stupid. Because. Logan here Ellie, with the stupid kill count. Yeah, Ellie Ellie finds them. And how many people died in stupid ways in Last of Us Part 2? God, all Let's of them. Get to the numbers. Uh, <laughs> Ellie finds them okay like after she stabs the dog that was attacking her she finds them she has a map she's like hey tell me where abby is and i'll let you go she's not even threatening well she's threatening to kill them obviously but she's like if you tell me where abby is because that's who i really want you can go and mel is like is it mel or owen that says that was like going to do it but then who who was going to do it i would imagine mel just because she doesn't like abby i think it okay i think it was mel and then owen was like no whatever whatever and again this is another area where abby or sorry fuck god damn it it's so easy (laughs) ellie has both of these people at gunpoint right and you know guns they go bah they shoot they can go very long distances but (laughs) ellie in all of her fucking wisdom, because, you know, she's trying to keep a gun on two people and, you know, maybe they start to move a little forward. And she's just like, instead of backing up and being like, hey, stop moving or, I don't know, kneecapping him or something, 
because Owen keeps like kind of moving forward a bit because she's holding out a map. Eventually, she points the gun like and again steps forward for some reason and points the gun at Mel and Owen tries to take the gun from her. And then uh, fucking Ellie, I almost said Abby again. I had to think about it. That's why I paused. Ellie <laughs> shoots Owen and Mel is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that and tries to stab Ellie. But Ellie counters her with a sick knife. It wasn't really sick, but she counters her <laughs> and stabs Mel in the throat and she falls over and she's dead. And we're just like, oh man. And then I don't remember how it's even revealed. Like, does her coat like magically unzip itself? How did that happen? <laughs> Do you remember? I don't remember if it was Ellie that did it or if no, it's it was just Ellie. Oh, you fell. mean who unzipped it? Okay, yeah, no, yeah, no. who unzipped it? Okay, uh, it might have just fallen off yeah. or yeah, something in the struggle or something like that. So yeah, Abby stabs Abby stabs Mel. She's dead. Like, blah, blah, blah. and then it's revealed <gasps> Mel is preggers. <laughs> she's pregnant and ellie's like oh my god oh no i I killed a pregnant person no even though she literally just 10 seconds ago tried to fucking kill me i killed her in self-defense no (laughs) then fucking tommy and jesse literally come out of nowhere and they're like yo hey ellie let's 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 go and then they drag her away instead of like i don't know maybe waiting for abby there setting up an ambush finishing it they're like no we need to leave and also here's and here's 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 the crazy thing here's what's going to drive the plot forward they left the map the map that ellie has been marking and probably and I like I genuinely I think it was circled about a hundred times in big red letters said home base. This is where we are. Come and find us. Abby love Ellie on the map because the fu- <laughs> the fucking home base is like so clearly like this is where we are. And that's how Abby. Fu- <clears throat> it's also a very high profile building as well. Oh. I'm realizing it's yes. it's got very close to a neon sign on it. Yes. And I, so so they go back to the theater. Okay. So like they're well, dead. Before we before we do that, because we are yeah. uh, about to wrap up on this, I guess, act of the story. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Uh, during this act in which the kind of sort of uh, splicing the scenes a bit, there are flashbacks to uh, moments years before the events uh, currently taking place in Washington. Yeah. In which I think one is three years ago, then I think it increments <sighs> uh, in terms of years. I think so. Uh, except maybe, I mean, the last one might be a little sooner than that, but whatever. The In which Ellie remembers just uh, some more time with Joel. Yes. I don't know if you want to quickly talk about those because I, I think that I uh, guess we could. They're the only good parts of the game. Yeah, I was gonna say that's why I thought maybe we talk about it because they're actually. Okay. I agree. They're, they're actually very nice. They're very nice. They're actually very well done because it's with Joel and Ellie and kind of what they were doing before, but it's also kind of an aftermath. So there's one where Joel takes Ellie to like a museum. I think it's on her birthday. Yes. And yes, sir. 
Yeah, and he found her like a space like tape of like a launch and they hang out. It's very cool. It's very fun. Um, I don't think there's actually any shooting in that. Like, I think there's a, there's a fake out for mm-hmm. sure, but I don't think there's any yeah. actually enemies. But it's a very nice character moment uh, to see them. Yeah. And then there's another flashback where they're clearing a hotel or something. Yeah. They're, they're out on patrol and they end up in a hotel and they kill a bunch of zambos and joel goes absolutely fucking badass joel and like cuts down a bloater like by himself that was gonna kill ali with a machete it was fucking awesome and completely contradicts um people saying joel had gone soft because he fucking <laughs> annihilates that thing by himself and it's awesome uh my man, my man was about to get turned into diamond he was going so hard oh no I think, like he was he was just he was like what god god guy yeah. like he was go- he was it was great it was just joel being yeah. joel he had a potion and of again, swiftness and everything it was so yeah <laughs> and again it completely contradicts the whole thing about joel going soft because they were very clearly yeah. still out on patrols and you had to kill i think it, you you killed at least like 20 zombies in that hotel so <clears throat> But uh, yeah, I don't remember how that ends. Like, what was the point of that? I remember. Flashback? Yeah, I remember on. it. Uh, yeah. The, so the through line with the whole flashback <clears throat> shtick generally is exploring this doubt that Ellie has that is growing, that Joel was telling the truth. Right, that right, right, right. Uh, yeah, it <sighs> was, you know, they couldn't do anything. There was no cure. It was for nothing, you know, whatever. Uh, Ellie doesn't quite buy that. In the yeah. hotel mission, I believe they find a letter from two people who ran away because they were hopeful for a cure. Yeah. And that kind of spurs Ellie into being like, so uh that's right. Yeah. Could there have been a cure? Joel's like, no. But yeah. then Ellie presses X to doubt because the last <laughs> flashback is she returns to the scene of the crime, basically, yeah. to the hospital <clears throat> that Joel just massacred. Yeah. And she finds pretty definitive evidence that no there was a plan for a cure there was and then joel appears you know looking for her he's worried about her and this is the moment in which the truth comes out and joel admits that if they had done what they wanted to do for a vaccine ellie would be dead yep so he stopped them yeah and that is what joel says and now he could have definitely explained it better for sure but I mean, that is the essential, like, that's essentially what, yeah, he, he, he explained it like pretty yeah. poorly though. So like Ellie could misunderstand it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that, then, I was going to ask, but this is going to tip in y'all. I like, what's your opinion of that being the moment that gets revealed? Like, I think that that's pretty much the biggest <sighs> moment that we were expecting from the last of us yeah. part one. Like, how is this going to be confronted? What did you, how did you think of the, the truth moment? I, I understood ellie's in the moment anger because she did kind of you know like survivor's guilt that like that makes sense that she would be angry with joel right there joel could have explained it better to you know or at least told her because by the way joel doesn't even say his reasoning he's just like it would have killed you so i stopped them he doesn't like or something well, along his those... reasoning. it would have killed her well no but he doesn't like explain it. it very well like he like what was it Hey, I don't even think he said it was going to kill you. Or God, he said it in no, such a his weird exact way. words. Exactly. I know his exact words. Oh, okay. Making a vaccine would have killed you. So I stopped them. Oh, okay. Those are his exact words. I remember. Them. Okay. But he doesn't elaborate, which is my no. point. 
where he could have been like, you know, the fireflies. It, by the way, this is the other thing that we forgot to mention last was part one. The fireflies are actually like a terrorist organization. Like there is still some government and military like outposts left over and the fireflies fucking attack them. And by the way, it's like full of civilians, too, by the way, like and the fireflies are attacking them. So the fireflies are not like good people like and the game never the last of us part one never claims the fireflies are good people that's the other thing too I, I will say I've, i have heard a counter argument to that because i've heard that argument specifically what? that uh the fi- fireflies as terror terrorists that that's a kind of a label that they've been given they're not like actually a terrorist group that that's the government kind of yeah. like uh, sensationalizing it a bit. I don't know for the, for sure. I'm just saying like, this is what I've heard in no, opposition. This is a little devil's no, advocate. That's fair. No, that is fair. And the government very clearly, like that could, uh, that could be something to just get people against the fireflies. However, in the very beginning of the last of us part one, they remember they blow up like, uh, that's how uh, Joel and Tess mm-hmm. sneak out is they take advantage of the chaos of, I think it was a firefly attack. They blew something was, up in the government was. district. Like, and that's like, take it how you want, but that's pretty, uh, maybe not terrorism, but that's very much them bombing a outpost that contains civilians and putting them in danger. Not saying that the government is good. That's the other thing I like, I want to make clear. I'm not saying the government's in the right, but they're both very clearly factions that are warring for power and neither of them are like good. Like they're trying their best, sure, but neither of them are good. So, mm-hmm. and the game never, and the game never claims that either side is good. They're just like, this is what they're doing. You can make your own interpretations. Uh, so that's what I thought. It's just like, yeah, neither side is good. Um, shit, what were we talking about before I digressed? Uh, the flashback, right? And flashback, the sort of reveal of truth. <laughs> yeah, because Joel does not explain his reasonings on why, you know giving a vaccine to one faction in this post-apocalyptic world might be a really bad idea. Um, And then also, and this is kind of, I guess, kind of outside of the game, but in terms of actually making a vaccine for like a fungal infection, like that's like super hard now. So doing it in the post-apocalypse with like their shit equipment would have been like impossible but maybe that's a bit too. But even assuming that a cure could or a vaccine could be made, Joel could have explained to Ellie, like, you know, his reasoning is his reasoning. Maybe he thought that the fireflies, you know, besides just saving her, but maybe he thought the fireflies shouldn't have this ultimate power over everyone else. And who's to say that these people would be so benevolent and just give it to everyone for free? Like, why would anyone assume that? But no, he just says that it was going to kill you. So I stopped him. And then he doesn't elaborate any further on like why he actually did it or give any reason. So Ellie could, you know, kind of understand where he's coming from. He just says it was going to kill you. So I stopped him. And it's just like, I, I see your points. I don't think that that's what Joel's thinking. I don't think that that would well, yeah. factor into his motivation. I think his motivation was it was going to kill her. I don't want her dead. No, I think that's fair. But yeah. I don't know. I it was, whatever he. I feel like he could have elaborated a bit more because it's not like Joel liked the fireflies either. And there's plenty yeah. of time between then and now that he probably could have, you know, thought of 
reasons <laughs> i don't know in case yeah. it ever came out so he could explain it to her yeah like you think he would have prepared for this but he very obviously was not and that was i thought that was weird mm. that he would not be prepared for this eventuality because it kind of seemed like an in- eventuality yeah. joel's not stupid that's the thing joel yeah well, in part one he is not stupid. apparently <laughs> apparently yeah I'll say real quick, the thing that gets me about the moment and why I feel like it was really a letdown yeah. is the fact that it's a flashback. <laughs> yeah, the that's that the other thing, yeah. We're we're not there for it, I feel like. And that's no. kind of the thing with all the flashbacks. Like, I don't, I like, they're my favorite parts. I'll just say it. Because well, yeah, they're, they're actually they're nice. Good. They feel like they're good, you know, <laughs> like little just hard bits of sequel, you know? That's the kind yeah. of thing you want. Yeah. But the fact that they're flashbacks... I, I think takes the air out of a lot of the emotion. Like well, yeah, the moment of dead. truth. Exactly. <laughs> like it's not that we are there with Joel experiencing this real like tugging at like tooth by tooth being pulled out. It's like this is what happened every no. Yeah. Like we, we, Joel is gone. We're we're being told hours after his death. Oh, by the way, he told Ellie, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which then- is uh mm. And then Ellie that's was an, that's, mm. then here's here's my other thing that annoyed me after that part is that that kind of explains why like I understand Ellie's you know initial reaction and her anger I I and especially because I don't understand why she's still so angry with Joel like afterwards like after all the time has passed like did they really never sit down and have a discussion did Joel seriously not explain to her any further like did he genuinely was he really not able to think of any other reasons like maybe sure maybe he doesn't have them in the moment but he knows that he's going to want to talk to ellie about this and elaborate further could he genuinely not think of any reasons like the ones i just came up or not just came up with but the ones that i came up with or just explain to her more like you know like could he really not think of that like and, and this is the awkward sort of like <laughs> mucky muck that we have to deal with yeah when we had an ending that was very clearly meant to end yeah uh, now we have to start peeling away layers that aren't actually layers we're just kind of peeling off the you know the bottom of the, like the I bottom have of his to- feet it sucks because I have to assume that Joel literally had no other explanation for Ellie and never bothered to elaborate any further. And Ellie was never willing to give Joel the elaboration. Mm-hmm. Considering how much they've been through together, I don't find that believable at all. Like, mm-hmm. I understand why Ellie would be pissed there, but she would obviously want to know Joel's reasons why. And I, I, I have to imagine Joel would have been way more prepared for this. Like, again, he's not stupid. He knew that the, he, he should have known for sure that this could have been an absolute possibility that she would eventually find out the truth and he would have have to be prepared to explain it to her. But apparently he just never did. And I just, I just, it's dumb. I hate it. Hmm. The truth has, it's, it's so, I hate it. It's so dumb. Yeah, I thought it was important to touch on just because yeah. it's the, biggest link to the first last of us but i think it also uh links to something we'll talk about uh, in a very short while yeah, about oh this game's use of chronology 
It's very and bad. It, it, it lacks a certain understanding of when the person enjoying the story <sighs> receives information as opposed yeah. to just the greater narrative tapestry that so you know, maybe the, the creative has. So let's finish Ellie's uh, side real quick. So the back of the theater, talking with Tommy, talking with all these other people, um, they decide, okay, we're going to go back. And Ellie's like, well, she gets to live. And Tommy's like, you know, Dina's pregnant. We got to get her back. We got to think of the, you know, we got to think of other people here. Would somebody think of the children? Yeah. And um, so they're discussing that. They're deciding to leave. And then Tommy goes out and then she talks to Jesse for a bit. And then Ellie walks. <laughs> and I don't remember how they got out there, but they hear like a commotion or something. And Ellie and oh God, and then Ellie and Jesse run out to the front and then Jesse catches a bullet to the face. And that's how abrupt it is, Shame. by the way. That like, it's just, it's like that. He just catches a bullet to the face. It's so fast. I noticed too. Uh, no one actually reacts to it. No, like there's not even a Jesse. No, it's he just dies and the scene continues. Yeah, anyway. and Ellie ducks, and then Abby. But who shot him? What's then the Abby? Question? Abby Logan. from out of nowhere is like, stand up, motherfucker, and it's just like, where in God's name did you come from? And did you just shoot my boy Jesse? And no one cared about it. And, and the no answer to both of those questions is yes. And then after that happens, you know, we're arguably at the climax. The game cuts away. And then you play as Abby for 12 hours. And I'm not joking. From the from the same point, like four days ago, like when yeah. Ellie's jaunt in Washington began, you go back to that same point in time as Abby. As Abby. And then it's another 12 hours. And my motivation to play the game was just. I knew I, I played this game for like three days straight and not because I wanted to, but because I knew the moment I touched another video game, I never would pick The Last of Us Part Two up again. I knew that for a fact. So I was like, I just need to I just need to finish this. And oh my it's such a confusing move to me. It is. I, don't I can understand it. the appeal of a nonlinear narrative, but I, the, the, the problem is the delivery. And yeah. I can't think of any reason that Abby's story follows Ellie's besides retroactively making the deaths of all the characters that Ellie killed a tragic. Because Ellie not. has... Over 12 hours or so, Ellie has killed um, pretty much all of Abby's friends. Yeah. They work their way around the entire spectrum of the uh, the murder mob that went to kill Joel. Yep. And Abby's arc, writ large, is <clears throat> going through and interacting with those characters before they die. Yeah. And I'm at Ellie's arc, by the way, is Ellie starting off grieving and doing more and more monstrous things and essentially the game is portraying her as a villain. And Abby's arc is about how 
everyone that you killed and you know ellie's a monster how 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 abby and all of her friends were people too and aren't they so sympathetic aren't aren't you don't you feel bad now that's the whole fucking thing and it just it makes me so angry because they expect you the deed is done yeah and they also expect you to they expect you to sympathize with these characters they try to pull they try to pull these people are people to card and it doesn't work when those people are also responsible for the death of one of the beloved main characters of the franchise you have to do a lot to try and get me to get over my hatred towards you and they don't do it in my opinion they do not do it at all these people are well, people especially too. so what so was joel so is ellie so is dina so is everyone else that they've that uh abby and her friends have wronged cool well especially after spending so long with ellie yeah to suddenly yep. say like even just ignoring what anyone's done ever yeah going from one character with you know 10 to 12 hours time with them stopping and saying hey here's another cast of characters yeah and basically starting from scratch start caring about these characters i what what do you what do you expect of me how how benevolent do you think i am that i can just not, be sure new characters not at all. in video games uh, i'm just gonna bring this up because they expect you to be a very malleable fucking person because one of their I, I know we were, I'm going to digress a little bit just to kind of give you an idea of what they're trying to do with Abby. One, no, of, their no, selling don't digress, points, one of their selling points on this fucking video game is that you can, you, you're going to maybe sometimes have to kill dogs. That was one of their selling points. Motherfucker, I've been killing dogs in video games since COD 4. I understand they're not real animals. They're also trying to rip my throat out. Sure, a dog dying is still sad, but it's trying to kill me. I will take my own survival over feeling bad for a second. Like In I, real life, it'll be tragic, sure, but in a yes. video game, and this yes. is the thing that The Last of Us 2 doesn't seem to properly get a handle on, this is a video game. This isn't an entertainment product. I can different. Lord, this is a, this is a piece of fiction. Above all else, I'm not going to be like, "Oh, someone died. That's tragic." In, in real life, it's tragic. Yeah, yeah. and sure, it can be tragic in a game. If I but just telling kill- me someone died in a game, that's oh, it's it's the game. If I had you to, to put kill- in work, if I had to kill a dog for my own survival in real life, even if it was trying to hurt me, I would still be very upset. I would. I. I. I think I would have. Well, I. I could be very wrong. <laughs> I think I would have the will to put my own survival above, like, you know, this dog's. But afterwards, I would be pretty fucked up. I'll be super honest. I'd probably be like, oh, my God, I killed a dog. Like, even I can still I can try and rationalize that, you know, it was me or him. I'd still feel really, really bad in real life. Like, I, I would be, like, heartbroken for, like, fucking months afterwards. Like, I'd be really messed up because of that. In a video game, I, I'm over it in like a second because I understand that this is fiction and not real. Contrary to what 
apparently Naughty Dog thinks of its audience, I can differentiate between reality and fiction. And for some reason, they think that you can't and you can't separate it or you have to take it as seriously as reality. And it's like, I'm sorry, it's not, though. <laughs> well, thematically, that, I, though that does resonate with a lot of, you know, Abby's arc of just retroactively making you feel bad. Like, these people, they're dead because of you. It's like, no, well, really, no, it's because of you, game. I didn't do that. Well, that's the other thing, yeah. What about the hundreds I killed? You don't care about that. You care about the people you showed you showed me of you killing. A lot of Abby's arc is, yeah, trying to retroactively make you feel bad. But the whole thing, and the, I think where the like maybe it works for some people, and that's the thing. This is very subjective, but I think the ga- game failed horribly in terms of when I asked the question, "Who cares?" Like why would I care about these characters? Like genuinely, like they killed Joel. Like, why would I care what they were before? Like, I don't, that doesn't make, that doesn't make what they did any less significant. I say, who cares when, when Abby finds them or when they're trying to sympathize with, or they're trying to build like, you know, the characters, I'm like, I don't care. And you're doing a horrible job of trying to make me sympathize because I do not care. I don't care. 12 hours ago, you framed this as a really bad thing. Yeah. And then you're trying to make him like, oh, but these were people too. It's like, so? They still killed Joel. They still did. They killed Joel in a horrible, horrible way. I don't care if their grandpa is like fucking like, I don't know, like got the rickets and Manny brings him a burrito. I don't care. He killed Joel. He spat on Joel's corpse. Fuck that guy. He can be, he, he could have, just because you do a lot of good does not wipe away the evil you do. And for me, just because of the previous games we've had with Joel, and you know, Joel's not a good guy, but we were with him. We grew attached to him. And if you're just going to kill him like that and disrespect him like that, you're going to have to do a lot to win me over. And I think the game fails horribly at it. (laughs) Sure, these people are people. So was Ellie. So was Joel. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure (laughs) we'll talk more about, you know, just, these general themes of like uh they're people too no one here is a good person we'll talk about that near the end but that's the thing too sorry uh, so yeah let's continue with abby's thing so yeah they start off in the i didn't want to throw one oh sorry yeah this is sorry sorry, well this is still part of the thing yeah Uh, just real quick uh i know you kind of talk trash on the dialogue earlier yeah but naughty dog's always been good at his snappy dialogue like yeah yeah, they can no, keep things going between characters. They can bounce off each other. I they don't can disagree. Mm-hmm. Banter pretty well, but yes. I think what I agree with you because dialogue is dialogue. It can be a mask, and I think Naughty yes. Dog games use it as a mask. Like, like, like the the characters. Naughty Dog hasn't really made a deep character. I guess since Joel and Ellie, Joel and Ellie, who I would consider deep. Yeah, like people care about Nathan Drake, and then Uncharted Four treats him as like this character you really care about. No, you don't. No, you don't. Like you don't. Like his dialogue is snappy and he's witty, you know, in that regard. He's not a deep character. Yeah, he's charming. He's not deep. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that that <sighs> that's a big issue with The Last of Us Part Two. I've heard a lot of people talk about character development, but I don't think that there actually is much for many of the characters. Oh, no, absolutely It's just not. a lot of dialogue that sounds like we, we talked about in the realism episode. No one wants real. No, People want perfect real. 
Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of perfect real dialogue in Last of Us Part 2. Oh, no, I don't disagree. Like, it sounds like what you want people to sound like. Oh, yeah. But like that's but here's the thing, though. At the end of the day, you can't really say much about the characters that Ellie kills and are Abby's friends. Like, no. What they have in terms of personality, and that—that's another. That's a. You need to kind of make up for the fact that the original context that you showed them in is being really, really bad, the and kind of irredeemably so. And you need to give their characters at least this extra dimension so that we can start to maybe think, okay. But The Last of Us Part Two doesn't really do that. The only ones that they even slightly do that with are Owen and Mel. Those are the only, including I would Abby. Argue not even Mel. I, I would. Okay, you know Mel, I sympathized with because she said that, because she yeah, says okay, outright you know that Abby's a yes. bad character, and I agree. <laughs> but uh, okay, okay, okay. If you're kind of like about, angry pregnant lady. Yeah, if you're talking about development, yes. Okay, yeah, Mel is still pretty one note. The only uh, then yeah, the only other the only person that I would argue actually has some development would be Owen. And they even kind of fucked that up too. <laughs> yeah. Well, l- l- let's talk a little bit. Uh, yeah. L- okay. So kinda, I'm gonna let those, let's just quickly gloss Abby's arc because I feel like you can it can be pretty easily more easily contained. Yes. So uh, so start yeah. off. Go ahead. Start off uh, in the base. Um, you know they kind of have like their banter, and I, I I agree their banter. You know it's very personable. It's very you know it sounds like a normal person. You know they're trying to playing your heartstrings like again these are people too that's the whole point uh you start off in the base you're gathering your friends to go out on a patrol uh you get the dog uh alice which is the one that ellie stabbed before so again like seeing them afterwards spoilers the game fucking does it uh oh that's right that happened yeah um which is again like that kind of takes some of the impact away like oh sure i can see this dog now but you know we already stabbed it before we knew it so again why would I care? Uh, but they gather all their friends up. They're having their banters. They're going out on a patrol. Um, here's, and I was going to say this, the game tries to make you sympathize with these characters, you know, be like, oh, don't you feel bad about killing them now? The only, the reason why I think the game fails so horribly is yes, they have the snappy dialogue back and forth that makes them sound human. Uh, these characters are still really bad people. Because they let, very specific example, they let their pregnant friend Mel, who's like eight months pregnant, they let her come out on a patrol. And not only is she cleared for active duty by their organization for some reason, which I it like wouldn't happen. Mel's also a medical person. So, you know, probably want to keep her because she knows medicine and treating people and all that kind of stuff she's also pregnant none of her friends also make her stay abby and manny don't make her stay she it's says manny's idea for her to go on the mission isn't it yes or like he um, exit on at the very least i don't remember but abby brings up a point saying hey does owen know about this and mel says why why should he and it's just like because he's the father of the child asshole so mel's already kind of being like a petulant bitch and you know why should the father of our child know where i'm going on a patrol that's very dangerous and i could easily die um and then her friends abby and well friends in air quotes abby and manny uh let her come along 
on this potentially dangerous mission to patrol when she's eight months pregnant and you're supposed to believe that these people are friends. If I had an eight month pregnant friend and they tried to come out on a dangerous patrol, I would handcuff them to their bedpost if it came to that and tell them, no, you're not doing that. I care too much about you and your child to put yourself in harm's way like that because I'm not an idiot. And I actually care about your, you know, your livelihood. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, Logan. How pregnant is she again? How many months? <laughs> Eight months, at least. Oh, and, and what's the average uh, <laughs> uh, t- term of pregnancy in a uh, human? Uh, I believe uh, 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 nine months. Oh, my, that's really close. Yeah, that is that's really, really close. close. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, me, oh, my. Okay, so, okay. But, so that's just why I want to point out that that's why, I, that's a big reason why I think the game fails is because it tries to make them sympathetic through, like, banter. And then they still make these horrible decisions that if you were an actual friend with someone, you would never do something like that. Like it, it, I, it just fails horribly. So, uh, so you go out on a patrol with your friend Manny and the, the pregnant lady, and then within a minute. So you're in a truck, by the way, and you're going out in a truck, and about a minute later, not five, not ten. Like the game doesn't cut, and then you're further down the road. No. Literally, like, a minute to 30 seconds afterwards, you are attacked by this enemy faction, the Scars. And you're attacked by a lot of them. Well, Scars and, is what uh, how the Washington Liberation Front refers to them. Yes. Uh, the cult's official name is the Seraphites. Seraphites, right, yes. Um, but you're attacked by them in quite a large number, very close to where you left your base. I believe the car crashes, and you have to hoof it the rest of the way on foot, right? Yes. Through zombies, through fungal zombie infested territory with your pregnant, your eight month pregnant friend, friend, your friend, your eight month pregnant friend. You have to do this. Aren't you glad you brought her? Aren't you glad that she somehow didn't get horribly injured in the car crash? Aren't you so happy that she's just somehow fine? So you fight your way through. Uh, The only real reason you survive is because I think backup comes and picks you up. And turns out Mel actually is injured. So <laughs> guess what? Um, it happened. Oh, no. So then you show up at it's headquarters. It's just her shoulder, though. It's okay. Yes. Yeah. So then you show up at headquarters. Yeah. And then you meet with some, I don't remember. You're, I don't know. Abby's kind of famous, I guess. Uh, and then fucking you meet with the hospital lady that Ellie killed and she's like, look at all these bodies. And so, okay, I just want to point this out because when you first came across that scene, Scott, did you think that the victims were Ellie's? Like, is that what you thought? I don't think it could have been Ellie's because that's the first day, technically. So Okay, because I've watched, when I've watched some people, some people thought that they were Ellie's victims because, you know, they thought they were going to reveal, like, whoever the fucking first guy was that she killed. Because, you know, Ellie has been on a tear. But I thought the first time that it was just bodies from, like, you know, the war that's going on. And so when they revealed, by the way, the body they revealed was just, like, a nobody that you don't know. And they say it's, like, Danny or something, and nobody knows. And the character's like, oh, 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 oh my gosh. But I'm sitting there as the player, like, 
who's Danny? <laughs> and like, Danny! yeah, I'm like, these are from the war. Like, okay, I guess you're establishing that, you know, this is, this war is taking a toll, but I don't really care. Like, I don't know much about this. Like, I, it's whatever. It's like, there's no emotional impact for me, but the game is trying to be like, oh man, look at these characters. Someone they know is dead and they're just like, oh, puto madre, because you know, you know, I, you can know you know I'm angry when I swear in another language because Manny is Spanish, so you know he's no, you know he's angry when he swears in another language. Uh, so then that happens, and then you meet like the leader of the WLF, and I don't know, like Owen hasn't come back yet, and Abby's like, "Hey, can I go find him?" And he's just well, like, "The Ugh. meeting is called." I'm not sure if it's the leader or a leader. I didn't figure that. No, part Isaac out. is. I think Isaac but... is the leader. I'm pretty sure Isaac is the leader. That's his name, by the way. I just remember. Yeah, Isaac. He, he's up there is all yeah. that really matters. And he eats yes. an apple during the cutscene. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, he does. Uh, yes. So the, the Danny is dead and in that bag instead of in uh, someone's loving arms because yeah. Owen shot him because Danny. Oh, is that what happened? Owen didn't want to kill a defenseless Seraphite. Yeah. And so there was a bit of a kerfuffle between danny and owen which ended with uh, well we know how that ended then uh, wait but did we know that when they revealed it was danny no well wait no yes they, we did we knew that oh, owen did we? killed him sorry I, I genuinely don't remember that <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure i, I either way Whatever, it, it doesn't matter it had like no Isaac says he impact. shot him he shot him okay and so abby you know now owen's gone and so yeah. but abby knows where he might be uh, because there's a quick flashback showing that he now lives in an aquarium. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's allowed. Should he be allowed <laughs> in there? But he lives in an aquarium. And so that's kind of the thrust of the next mission for Abby, just getting to the aquarium. Oh, but, by uh, the way, Isaac... Oh, to- oh, sorry. Wild card alert. Well, I'm just yeah. continuing with the thing. If you had some one, one more thing to say about Isaac. Well, I was just going to say, Isaac tells her, no, you're not going. Right? That's true. I'm sure he said, yeah. yeah, no, he says no. Yeah. And... uh which means Abby is going and she does go. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is a story. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, uh, someone played a wild card and Abby is on the way to the aquarium, waylaid by Seraphites yeah. and brought to uh, a very scenic firelit spot in the forest <laughs> oh, in the dead of night yeah. where uh, she sees other bodies with their stomachs cut open. I'd like to actually touch on that real quick because uh, this is what the Seraphites do. They cut open your stomach, which... Uh, uh, you know what? You know, you know, I don't know if you should bring your pregnant friend when that's uh, kind you. of the punishment for being yeah, caught. They, they hang <laughs> you and cut open your guts. Yeah, and they brought their yeah. pregnant friend out on a patrol that where you could very easily come across these guys. Yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a, it, it, these characters. I they they speak to me. Uh, I wish they so would stop. So sympathetic. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, oh. Abby is brought there. But lucky for her, the Seraphites are also bringing. A couple of her well one heretic to the same spot to kill yes. uh the heretic's name is yara and thankfully uh her little brother lev is there to save her and abby because you know two, two for one deal why not yep. and then abby helps them basically escape this forest although uh it, lev didn't quite save uh yara in time to prevent one of her arms from being completely shattered by a hammer. Oh, yeah. Uh, which they make you watch. Yeah. And that, that, how pleasant. 
Thank you for the considering <laughs> me. And so obviously a very terrible condition to be in, especially yep. when it's cold and rainy and everything. Yep. Uh, so Abby escorts them to, I think I, I made a video on the last of us part two. I called it a trailer park. It's actually I a train so. yard. Oh, it's a train uh, with yard. A trailer would, in it. I also would have called it yeah. a trailer park. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if someone cared. Sorry, I, I got that wrong. But <laughs> so she brings them into the trailer and leaves them there. Uh, then goes after Owen so he can kind of explain himself and so they can have coitus out of wedlock. By the way, just with the people with the Seraphites that she fought with, uh, she also left because they told her to fuck off. Like they didn't want her there. That sorry, just, that's just something else. Sorry, just go. Yeah. <laughs> but she has a nightmare after the out of wedlock going to uh, and goes back then to help them uh and hey it turns out the arm's not healed it didn't fix itself sorry about that <laughs> and so she picks up uh levin yara and brings them to the aquarium where uh <sighs> skipping ahead mel says i can fix this arm but i need materials that aren't here i need them that are at the hospital <laughs> By the way, and by so, fix its arm, she means she can cut it off. <laughs> uh, to fix the problem, I guess. Yeah, the yeah. problem is the arm. Yeah. Uh, compartment syndrome. There's no salvaging it. Yeah. Uh, so Lev suggests a method of getting to the hospital that wouldn't take the like day's hike that it usually would. Which is bullshit. Uh, but go on, yeah. They have bridges in the sky. I'm not quite sure what makes the bridges faster because distance is distance. Oh, Scott, but, hold on. I think you're making, I think you're forgetting an important thing. Have I forgotten something? How the fuck did they make those bridges? It's a good question, Logan. And I think they answer it with a couple of hand waves and fairy dust. <laughs> I think she, I think the, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's an, a, there's an exchange between Abby and Lev. Like, how did you do this? And Lev's like, well, we built this to get out of reach of you people. And that's okay, cool. That's not a reason, but that's okay. Yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah, that's pretty much exactly yeah. what happens. By the way, these and sky bridges are not short. They're not short, they're quite long. They're very long, and it's very impressive. And they and have I'm not no... really quite sure the I, they're impressive, sure, but I don't know the they have no I, base... I don't know that it would cut down on the commute, but they have no space or structure beneath them. So I have no idea how they are even up or how they were built. I think one of them's used uh, like appropriating a construction crane, but I could be wrong. Yeah, that was for the very end though. Like, and yeah. the buildings were fairly close together, so I could kind of see that. But like the mile bridge where you cross makes no fucking sense. There is no crane that is a mile long. And how did you build that with no infrastructure? Who volunteered yeah, to go know. do that? <laughs> There's not really a whole lot of you might be able to tell this. There's not really a whole lot of plot going on at this part of the game. I know what you're thinking. When is there actually going to be a bit of plot in this game? Oh, but don't God. worry. I we wish. won't answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> so that's about, I mean, to the game's credit, they do say like, I know a way that'll take two hours and then it does. And that's just adorable. Why couldn't they have said 20 minutes? I don't know. Because you have to climb up an entire building to get to these sky bridges, then walk across the sky bridges, and then go back down that building and go back down a building, which I believe both buildings were filled with infected. I at least one of them was, at least one of them. There might have been okay. just a lot of seraphites in the other. Th that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess just throw this out there real quick. The only real like plot going on in this stretch of the game 
is that it comes to light why Lev and Yara were being punished. And that's because Lev uh, identifies as male when that is not how they were born. And the cult doesn't like that. So and that's the thing. Well, I guess they call him, call her, call, fuck, sorry. I call him, god damn it. I call him a boy, but wasn't the whole thing that Lev just wanted to be a soldier and fight? Like, I don't know. Uh, they, I, they, you know what? The, I don't even want to get it. Uh, I, I don't want to get into it. Let's just keep going. Sorry. Yeah, they yeah, they shave going. their head, which is something that the males do. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, which I think, I, I think it speaks for itself. Yeah. But, uh, the idea behind that. But anyway, that's kind of the only real plot until you know, Abby <laughs> reaches the hospital. Uh, the hospital, by the way, this is where her friend is, who tells her like, hey, we have stuff in the super infected basement. Because for I, this part, I didn't quite get. There's like a really, really bad infection in the basement. Yeah. Uh, and they're just kind of casual about it. Like, yeah, the basement's like hell. Yeah. <laughs> There's a huge, huge, huge infected in there. That's like an amalgamation of like 50 different ones. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they know about that. I think they might want to get that checked out. Uh, and then Abby kills it. And then it dies. And then we get the stuff and then we go back. And that was like two hours. Yeah. But they, they, they stretch that out to two hours, which yeah. is in a way impressive, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess we'll just keep skimming along a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, arm comes off. Chop, chop. They get back to the thing. Uh, they get back to the place. Very quickly. We don't get to journey it. There's yes. back there. Okay. Yep. This is like the one time the game cuts. There is back yep. there. Uh, Owen has a plan, a very fiendishly clever plan. Yes, it's a stupid plan. He <laughs> wants to take a boat, and he wants to travel down the coast to Santa Barbara, because he and Abby were part of the Fireflies. Talk a little bit about that in a bit. Uh, and there's a allegedly a reunion tour happening for the f- Fireflies in Santa Barbara, California. And he wants to check it out. A rumor. There's not a confirmation. I don't know where he heard this from. Apparently, there's a possibility of it. Yeah. And so he wants to take Abby. And then eventually, he wants to take uh, Yara and Lev down the coast, uh, leaving the eight months pregnant girlfriend behind, which kind of torpedoed everything I had going into Owen's corner because... At least Owen had a bit of dimension to him because he's like, I don't want to kill the old Seraphite. I, ha- I think about it. I feel shaken up a bit by killing Joel. It's like, okay. But okay. then he's like, you know what? I'm going to leave the eight-month girlfriend, eight-month pregnant girlfriend behind because I don't want a baby like okay. that. Like now. You choose this now. and You choose this this way. I want to I point something out very important. The, the whole time this game is trying to portray Abby in a very good light. She's like fucking saving people and their babies and like kissing them and juggling them and all this other kind of stuff. Everything that Abby does, everything that Abby does is in a positive light. Everything that Ellie did was always cast as something negative and something more monstrous. Abby is always 100%. I defy, except for maybe like Joel's death. I defy you to give me an example of where Abby, after you start playing as her, is portrayed in a negative light. Genuinely. Give me an example. I cannot think of one. Everything she does is like seen as good and seen as like a good act to do. 
everything. I could give you one, but I'm sure we'll talk about it and we'll bring it up. Uh, you know bit. what? Okay, yeah, I can think of one. Yes, I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, we will talk yeah. about it in a little bit. But the whole point is, it, but that is like two minutes out of the like 12 hours that the game is just insisting that everything Abby is doing is so good and Abby's so good. And that was something that was just very frustrating for me. Um, yeah. Well, Abby's arc kind of becomes sorry, about sorry, sorry, Lev sorry. and Yara. Yeah, and sorry, sorry. That's I just wanted... a, and it's a very no, I know it's good. Well, no, 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 no the... sorry. I, I had one. I had one thing to say. Oh, you yeah, one more. About... Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We were talking about Owen because my whole problem is Abby is portrayed in this very positive light with all this kind of things. She never, ever, 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 not once, ever shows remorse for killing Joel. Owen is, and maybe Mel kind of sort of but not really owen is the only one that ever shows any like remorse or any sort of trauma for killing joel the only one and he was also the only one that he was already like the guy that didn't want to kill ellie he really didn't want to from what i understand he didn't really want to torture joel he just wanted to get it done and like kill him i don't think he really even wanted necessarily to kill joel he was just supporting abby so Mm-hmm. Owen was already like the sympathetic like you know I don't really want to do this but I'm gonna be loyal to my friend and he's the only one that ever shows any remorse but the game is insisting that Abby is like this good virtuous person when she never shows remorse for the horrible horrible things she did and it just it aggravates me so much yeah well <sighs> Abby uh, I, I feel like Abby's arc really becomes about not just her but like her relationship with Levin Yara and Levin Yara's story is isn't a very hateful story it's a story I think ultimately kind of hopeful and about identity yeah and it's not necessarily like a like a like a mean story and it's there from what I can understand as kind of to push along Abby's redemption because this, okay so finish it's how the it's how the game's director refers to abby's arc as a redemption arc he's so full of shit sorry anyone that yeah. describes abby's arc as redemption is an idiot because sorry sorry maybe not an idiot but i disagree with you heavily because in order to re- I, I think in order to redeem someone for a horrible act they did they have to have some sort of remorse for it and like, you know, maybe that's like the driving factor for them to do good or, you know, to try and, you know, do something. They have to feel bad about what they did in the past. Abby never feels bad for what she did in the past, ever. And the game always paints her in a very good light. So the redemption doesn't even feel like a redemption. It just feels like something Abby would do because she's such a good person. Like, mm-hmm. I, like It's not a redemption for the thing she needed to be redeemed for. Yeah, she's exactly it's just look how nice. Yeah, it's just it, the whole thing is just Abby is a nice person. It, quote unquote, the game is trying to tell me that Abby is a nice person. No, really, you guys is something that she would do. If you're going to have a redemption, you have to have at least some sort of remorse or some sort of acknowledgement of what I did in the past is bad. Abby never has that moment once, not ever. Mm-hmm. And it aggravates me to no end when people say that Yara and Lev are Abby's redemption because they're not like just I I, I I'm, think I'm pretty comfortable in saying objectively they are not like I can point to very non-subjective reasons why they are not like I, mm. maybe I don't know do you disagree is redemption subjective or does it have to have an element of remorse for 
your past sins? Like, I mean, it's a real, yeah, it's a real question. I think that there's, it's missing the element, like we've been saying yeah, that yes. you, this is why, you know, if, if you're saying it's a redemption arc, then I can only imagine you're referring to her introduction as this, this brutal murderer of Joel. Yeah. She needs to be redeemed from that point. Yeah. And it's like, sure. But then the means of doing that is something completely unrelated that doesn't yeah. amount to anything that really doesn't amount to anything i think and in a- terms of that yeah. killing joel story it's its own separate thing and abby never brings it up that's the whole that's no. my whole thing she never once that's the whole thing joel's death with death was the motivating factor and you know obviously it is for ellie but in terms of how much it's actually brought up in the game it's really not like yeah. at all joel really was just a prop and that scene mm-hmm. really was just a scene to give an excuse and never brought up again, like genuinely. Or brought up very sparsely, even though it should be brought up a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but, it's kind of ironic then that actually I was kind of getting into Abby's arc more than Ellie's by the, uh, by the end of it, yeah. I felt. Mostly because there's just a better sense of drama in it than uh, Ellie's arc. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, from that point, there's a... Lev goes back to the Seraphites Island to uh, go talk to their mother. And unfortunately that happens to be on the night that the WLF planned for a big old fashioned fiery raid on the Island. Yeah. Uh, hate when schedule conflicts happen like that. Yeah. Schedule conflicts. And uh, so that whole sequence, it, it escalates this drama and there's actually some intensity as you see these very lush verdant fields suddenly become really, really on fire. Yeah. Uh, but of course stuff like that does get the uh, air taken out of it a bit when you remember that we know that Abby's perfectly fine <laughs> because uh, we saw her perfectly fine at the end of Abby's arc Abby, yes. Ellie's, Ellie's arc, arc. It's, yeah. I swear two syllables ending with like the same one yeah I feel I, I should I feel like I should be doing better at this point so <sighs> that uh that arc kind of concludes itself with the whole Seraphite Island siege. Abby escapes with Lev. Unfortunately, Yara took a little too many bullets to follow <laughs> through with them. Uh, so she's left behind. And this rolls pretty much right into the aquarium. Yeah. And if you might remember, that's where Owen and Mel were killed by Ellie. So and, and you map- might also remember that there was yeah. a map left behind at the with scene the, of the crime with a gigantic circle saying here we are this is where mm-hmm. we are it's, and it's- so uh guess what guess what happens well you don't need to guess because we told you uh <laughs> abby shows up at the theater and shit goes down this so time just- though we get to continue the scene through yeah. abby's perspective which leads into what I guess would be a boss fight against Ellie. Which is the most bizarre thing ever. The first time... What do you mean? I kind of liked the... that It was kind of a subversion, I guess, to me. Like, I didn't expect the scene to keep going from Abby's perspective and for it to be a fight against Ellie. Okay. Yes, it was was a subversion, but do you want to know the first thing I did? Uh, let yourself die. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I let Ellie kill me about three times. I tried that I as did, well. I'll I admit. didn't. 
and the game and the game said no that's not the way the story's progressing you have to fight ellie and you have to beat the shit out of ellie and i was like i don't want to beat the shit out of ellie and the game was like well if you want to keep playing the game that's what you're gonna have to do yeah so i was just like I, I should clarify i'm not defending it i don't think it's like a legendary moment of the game yeah. like this is so cool that we get to do this i just thought it was kind of surprising and i'm kind of okay but the, it, it's it's not a good it's not a good fight I'm oh, I it's it. not a good fight it's if you in the first game there's a very similar fight and a very better fight considering yeah. it's against a character that there's real weight behind them uh when you play as ellie funnily enough and there's yeah. real weight to taking this guy down uh, that what really wasn't there i felt like with the abby uh, ellie fight and yeah. i remember i couldn't do this in a second playthrough so maybe they patched it but i remember the first time i played i uh i found out that you can just throw a brick at ellie's head that'll <laughs> immediately open up her defenses so you can just run up to her and just punch her in the face and just knock her out i did not know that that's yeah, so what i did <laughs> so there's an abby ellie fight um you know what we forgot to mention is that there are some flashbacks in Abby's campaign as well. Some flashbacks of her dad. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> of how good of a person Let's talk her about that. fucking dad is. But yeah, before we get to the fight, because uh, that'll transition. Well, too late. We already got to the stuff. fight. But well, uh, before we extra describe context. what happens. Yeah. So there's flashbacks in Abby's campaign as well, because why not? Uh, and they're all about her dad. And one is where her dad saves a zebra. I'm not kidding. That's the whole fucking flashback. And then there's also the other flashback where they're in the hospital after Ellie is there. Uh, it, com- it comes to turn out that um, Abby's dad was actually the surgeon that was going to dissect Ellie's brain for the vaccine. Um, so then there's one scene. But Joel of, dissected his throat. Yeah. And th- so there's one scene of him and Marlene talking and him Marlene not being super comfortable with sacrificing Ellie that for something that they've tried a dozen times and have not been successful in and him advocating for a child's death something that he's already failed in several times before in terms of making a vaccine and then by the way, he doesn't want to tell Joel. Marlene is like, I'm going to tell Joel. And he's like, why? And Marlene's like, because he's he deserves to know because he's been through so much. You fucking asshole. Does he, though? Yeah. And then Abby comes in Does and is like, know? well, if I was on the table, father, I would want you to do it. And it's just like, well, that's cool and all, but you're not on the table, are you, you fuckwad? <laughs> I remember that dialogue yeah so no that's what i said to abby when I, <laughs> during the playthrough it's like well you're not the one on the table are you your dad doesn't have to make that choice and then yeah and then then it cuts to abby finding that whatever what's his face her dad got killed by joel because joel wanted to save his daughter uh, but he was such a good guy. He saves zebras. He saves zebras. That is his redeeming quality. I'll be frank. I, I don't care. I, what wish, I don't care. I but... wish I could be joking. I wish I could be joking. That is literally the redeeming quality he has is that he saved mm-hmm. a zebra. It was a, it was a cute zebra. It was a cute zebra. You're right. 
like and the one in the Madagascar movie. I I'll be frank. I really don't like the revelation that that's why Abby killed Joel because she killed his dad. Uh, she it's she he killed her dad. It's very dumb. I don't like it. I don't like it either. It feels so trivial. It's very trivial. The Last of Us Part One ended with <sighs> the ultimatum: Joel chose his daughter over the world, and The Last of Us Part Two says. He shouldn't have killed the one guy. The Be reason careful. he's the reason it was the wrong choice is because he killed another dad. And Neil, dads have a pact. Dads don't kill dads. Neil, <laughs> Neil Druckmann was trying to be like, oh, well, you got you, you know, you never know who you're gonna kill. And then you know, someone's gonna come and revenge you. Like that was like that was supposed to be his whole point. But what about all the hundreds of marauders you killed? Maybe they had a family. Mm-hmm. Are they going to come after you? Is that going to be the last of us part three? Oh, you killed my father. You killed my father, the fucking marauder guy. And now I'm going to kill you, Abby. It's going to turn my into dad... a princess diaries, uh, the princess bride uh, auditions <laughs> line. We're just uh, more uh, Montoya's. <laughs> you killed my father. Bang. You killed my father. Bang. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a stupid fucking thing. She was part of the Fireflies. She could have killed Joel because she believed, maybe she was like thoroughly believed in the cause, even even if it was really stupid and pointless. But well, that's the thing too. It's not even that he killed a hospital full of people. It's like, okay, that's oh, pretty could, bad. Yeah, killed, I agree. Yeah. It's not like he, it's the, the group that goes after Joel isn't a group of like, you know, orphans because of him yeah that's not they went because abby wanted to go it's not because joel destroyed your organization even though you were already being destroyed because they were losing the fight against the government like they were pretty weak and it's not that it's not that joel dealt the finishing blow and also even though i agree with joel potentially you know destroyed the vaccine however unlikely that was it's not those reasons it's because he killed their Mm -hmm. dad yeah and again, it's just completely ignoring the first game, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. It is. That was the heft of the choice. And it's like, well, that doesn't really, that's not why he died. He died because but isn't, that, but isn't that, but isn't that so good? Everyone's a person, everyone has a story, everyone's got a family. You never know who it's going to be. It could come from anywhere. Sometimes we don't need a person, sometimes we just need the ideal. Yeah. Which, I mean, if actually, give it a better, it could be I, like, if executed, I, like, I could see that actually being an interesting story about revenge of someone, you know, like, you know, it's just a random person that, you know, gets killed, but then they're, like, I could see that potential, like, I could see the potential in that, but it's just executed so poorly and it's just so awfully and just, yeah, ignoring the previous game and the, yeah, yes. So those were Abby's flashbacks. Um, where do we leave off the fight? Right. Uh, well- yeah, we're so, back in the present in which uh, there's the fight. Abby so wins. Yeah, and Abby Superman punches Ellie through a floor. Um, I'm not joking either. You're not um, wrong. It goes through uh, the floor. And then she is beating, punching the fuck out of Ellie. And then Dina fucking comes out of nowhere and tries to stop her. And Abby like pops her in the jaw or something and knocks her down. And uh oh right no not just knocks her no, down she I forgot. slams she, her head on yeah the she fucking takes her head and slams her head into the ground like four or five times with ellie begging her to stop just like how she was begging her to not fucking kill joel when she's beating with a baseball or not baseball bat a fucking golf club um 
And then, yeah, and then uh, Abby uh, holds a knife to Deanna's throat with uh, Ellie watching, and Ellie's like, "Hey, hold on, please don't. She's preggers." And then Abby says, "Good." That's the moment we were referring to, by the way. Yeah. Yes. In uh, um, which it is like, oh wait, maybe that's not a good thing that she's doing. Yeah. Uh, and then Lev is like, hey, maybe don't do that. And uh, then Abby's like, okay. You know what? Fair. <sighs> and so she just leaves. Uh, Abby. Oh, by the Dana. way, she she. Okay, hold on. We forgot. She shot Tommy in the back of the head. By the way. Ah uh, yes, yeah, that's true. She's sh- in, at that point. Spoiler alert: Tommy's still alive, but uh, you think he's fucking dead, and you're just like, "Cool, cool." Moving on. Oh, that. By the way, after she shoots Jesse, she shoots Tommy in the head, um, and that's after you play. So like, you didn't know that before it cuts away to play as abby she shoots tommy in the head and then the game forces you to beat the shit out of ellie as abby after she shoots tommy thank you described is correct that's the sequence of events that i i it's i do not understand why like sure it's subversive but it's horrible it's awful like it makes Uh, no sense to me yeah i was not okay with it at all i wanted abby to die and the game to end that is what I wanted. There, there's definitely a friction that I'm sure when we're wrapping up, we'll touch on between Al- Ellie's story and Abby's Yeah. in so many ways. There, there's just, there are a lot of ways, but yeah. before we um, get into that, maybe yeah, we should so, wrap yeah, 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 up yeah. Uh, with the last act of the story. Yeah. Cause I thought it was, yeah. So uh, it hard cuts after the fight to, um, Fuck, uh, hard cuts to the uh, jelly, jelly and uh, uh, Dina. What did you say? <laughs> jelly and Denny living in the country on a farm with uh, JJ. What the fuck's the kid's name? Yeah, I don't know. JJ, Dina's, yeah. Dina's that's kid. how they refer to him. Um, the baby. What is it, J for Joel or is it J for Jesse? I don't think they ever specify. Okay. I think but, I guessed one and you guessed the other when we were talking <laughs> about it originally. Um, but yeah, so they're, on a, they're out on a farm. Uh, you think it's the end of the game. You know, they're kind of like, whatever. Tommy comes, you see Tommy come back. He's injured and he wants to go after Abby. But Ellie's like, you know, I, 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 I kind of don't want to do that. And Tommy's pissed off. I got a off. baby. Yeah, Tommy's pissed off, you know, which makes sense um, for Tommy because he would be pissed off. Uh uh, and, but then Dean is also just a petulant bitch to him, so that's fun. Uh, and then Ellie has a PTSD flashback of Joel, which is fucking great, just hearing Joel screaming for help and dying again, so that's fun for Ellie and us. Um, uh, you'd, again, you'd think it ends... Well, that comes before a... Tommy. What yeah. comes after Tommy is one of the most egregious examples in my opinion of this game and its chronology just not working yeah the scene we were referring to earlier in which uh ellie and dina kiss during the dance no 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 no. wait is that then yeah that's then really you wake up as ellie she walks around you play a little guitar and then that scene happens fuck that is when that i hate ellie and dina kiss the seth the sandwich man is a prat 
Joel pushes him for the uh, being a prat, and then Ellie mounts him off for the prat pushing, and then that's the scene, and then it returns to the present, and I give up. And Ellie, so okay, so instead of the game leaving on the note of forgiveness, because there's actually a really nice shot of Ellie sitting on like a tractor with her kid looking over what she has and it's a really nice shot and I thoroughly expected the game to end right there and it didn't and then Ellie's like no I gotta go kill Abby and Dina's just like yo what the fuck if you do that I'm leaving and then Ellie's like okay I'm leaving so she leaves she hunts down Abby Abby gets captured by people i don't i don't know she gets in contact with fireflies and they're like oh boy we're bringing she, the she's made it to santa barbara yeah and they're like oh we're we're bringing the organization back and the game's like oh man that's really good even though the fireflies were so by the way not only does this game and abby's arc paint abby in a really good light for like 99 percent of the time it also uh the whole thing with abby like the flashbacks and whatnot with the fireflies also treats the fireflies as if they're the good guys even though the first game did not do that at all um, it treated the fireflies as if their plan were going to work like the vaccine was a for sure thing and joel fucked it up and the fireflies were like a benevolent group in the whatever like it kept trying to insist that completely contradicting the first game um so there's a whole thing like oh man the fireflies are coming back and i was just like i don't care they were a fucking awful organization i don't care uh, and then she gets captured by the rattlers fucking love gets punched by fat Geralt. probably the highlight of the fucking <laughs> the highlight of the fucking game like that was forgot people called them that I, yeah i don't i don't even have anything against lev it was just such a fucking just like it was just like it was it was just so fucking funny just punches him so hard in the face and he slams off the garage door it was god it was funny um because lev is also can sometimes be kind of annoying but i didn't really have too much of a problem with lev um I, lev's probably one of the best characters in the game honestly yeah yeah lev um, and yara are fine yeah, I will Yara, say I, I, no. Yara's not fine. She keeps yeah, yeah. She, she keeps telling yeah, Abby yeah. that she's a good person, even though she's fucking not. And then she fucking so. <sighs> Sorry, I'm backtracking a little bit that, because that, that's the digression. That, yeah, that's because Yara fucking. T- so remember when when Tommy fucking shoots Manny in the back of the head in the like that in the sniper section so there's like a sniper section yeah there's a sniper section where it's revealed that tommy is the one that's taking out the scars because there's a sniper it's not the scars the wlf or whatever and it turns out that sniper is tommy because tommy's been hunting them the whole time and manny and uh abby go through a whole bunch of shit just to get to tommy tommy fucking blows manny's head off and it's great uh, and then Abby, then Abby is fighting Tommy, and then Yara literally appears out of nowhere and saves Tommy, which, like, just pissed me off to no end because Yara has one arm at that point. Um, so just like, literally, where did you come from? Uh, <laughs> well, the the fight does take place across multiple buildings as well, and yeah. climbing. There's climbing yes. involved, and climbing, and potentially, you know, maybe fungal zombies heard those shots and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so Yara literally appears out of nowhere. Nothing personnel kids Tommy. Uh, <laughs> God, oh, fuck. Uh, sorry, but th- sorry, I just want to digress a little bit because that's why Yara pisses me off. Not even necessarily because her character's bad, but just because she's a fucking plot convenience. Um, <laughs> like a lot of things in Abby's uh, story. But uh, yeah, she gets captured by the Rattlers and then uh, Ellie eventually finds them and 
she kills fat Geralt, which puts her in the bad book for me. Uh, and she goes to the Rattler compound and fights through the rat. It doesn't fucking matter. She fights through the Rattler compound. There are a bunch of people like they. The it's a big fight. People. Yeah, the Rattlers it's a keep big, people big as fight. the Rattlers keep people as slaves, but I don't care. She, you know, there's a big fight. Fucking freeze people. Then Abby's like pretty much dead out back, essentially. And Ellie walks up to her. She's been hung on sticks. Uh, her and Lev have been hung on these sticks yeah. for days. They're malnourished. They're dying. Yeah. And then Ellie walks up to her. And to my complete fucking befuddlement, instead of, I don't know, like, just either one, just letting Abby sit there and rot. Two, shooting her in the heart, face, wherever. Or, I don't know, stabbing her in the heart or something. I don't know. Just straight up killing her because that's the whole point. She cuts her down. She Ellie cuts Abby down. And then Abby takes Love down. And then they both waddle onto the beach for some reason. And there's two boats. And then Abby puts Love in a boat. And then is like, hey, we're going to fucking leave. Like, I don't want to fight you. And then Ellie, because she's a monster now, because the game keeps insisting on it, puts a knife to Love's throat and is like, if you don't fight me, I'm going to kill him. So it's not that so abby once again is like portrayed in the good guy light because she doesn't want to fight abby ellie because but because ellie threatens lev abby's like well i guess i gotta fight you then so they fight fucking ellie loses two fingers um because fucking abby bites them off and then uh yeah then ellie's about to fucking drown sorry i'm swearing a lot because but just because i'm just i'm just Ellie's about to drown Ab- yeah Ellie's about to drown Abby and then Ellie has a flash of Joel and then she decides to let Abby live to uh, once again to my complete bafflement uh, <laughs> and then El- then Abby and Lev leave and then Ellie is left fingerless and then she comes back and Dina's gone and her house is dilapidated and then she can't play the guitar anymore because she's missing fingers and then she walks off into the woods presumably to fucking shoot herself because I like Neil Druckmann hates fucking Ellie uh, and then the game ends and and I'm, I'm just like okay I, I'll throw out there that uh, I, I don't know how serious you were about that uh, but uh, uh, it, there's been people that have picked up on a apparently there's a detail in the ending in which Ellie has this bracelet on yeah. I didn't notice but apparently it's a bracelet either dina gave her or that was dina's so there's a suggestion there that she's already talked to dina and dina gave her a bracelet and she's going back to dina oh i don't know if that's true (laughs) i haven't really maybe i I just want to throw it out there that could be it's not really clear where ellie stands with dina at that point well she's either going back to dina or she's going in the woods to blow her brains out i would not be surprised because it's Neil Druckmann seems to just the game just absolutely tears down Ellie's character and makes her a monster while raising Abby up or trying well, to raise yeah. Abby up. And it's just, it's, it's like the way that they try to make characters monsters too. Yeah. Like the, the, the chronology is one thing. The fact that everything is so out of order everything that could have impact is given to you after the point it would have had impact and it's also the fact that they expect you when ellie beats that like for example when ellie 
beats the hospital chick to death after, you know, she was there, killed Joel, and then also called Joel a little bitch, you know, when he died. And them expecting you when Ellie's beating her to death with a pipe to be like, oh, no, why would Ellie do that? Instead of going like, yeah, you're a fucking killer, Ellie. <laughs> well, there's an obvious, I like. uh, I there's like, an obvious attempt. I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing. There's an <laughs> obvious attempt. I guarantee that like the intention of the story is that there are no good people here. Yeah. Like, and like, oh, it just yeah. hate begets hate. The cycle of violence will continue to spin. But the the problem there for me is you, you it's not a very the way that the story is trying to be told isn't very gray. It's yep. it, it to me there's a point trying to be made about the right way to deal with hate and violence and that sort of thing. But the problem is Ellie and Abby have arguably the same stance on it. Yeah, and so one of them has to lose. But if the other one loses and the other one wins, that's not good. But if the other one wins and the other one loses, that's also not good. You see? Yeah. Like, I understand that, you know, probably the intention is they both have to lose. But at the same time, if if there's, is it just hopeless then? Is there no right way to deal with anything? Is it just people being angry at each other? Like, is that what, Mm. is that what we're doing? Yeah, but also the thing too is that Abby never... I don't think she ever really suffers any. I'm trying to think of how to explain this because yes, her friends all die, but she herself never really suffers any real consequences for killing Joel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Abby just kind of gets away with it. Nothing bad. Like, yes, her friends are dead, but nothing happens to Abby. Like Ellie loses a father. Well, yeah. Well, Ellie's a lot more physical. Like, you know, she loses two fingers. She, I don't know, maybe potentially loses Dina. Ellie could have potentially lost everything. Abby loses all of her friends, sure. But when she's walking around with Lev in Santa Barbara, she seems pretty damn happy. Pretty damn content. Like nothing in the world could possibly face her. And then she's got the fireflies coming back. So she's got like hope there. Abby is never punished for her revenge in any meaningful way. And I do mean meaningful because her friends really did not seem to affect her that much. Like it really didn't like they were a thing for like a scene and then completely forgotten about. (sighs) It's, it's, it's like, why would you not make the point about lasting trauma? If that's your point, like cycle of violence and hate for hate's sake, why not make the point of lasting trauma to the character who's continued the cycle with killing Joel. Yeah. And like seeing the cycle through because they don't do that. It's because Neil Druckmann wants you to like his new favorite OC Abby and he doesn't like Ellie anymore. So he wants, he's switching him up and like you, like that's how I I mean, if you would have just fully swapped out, it's very much like a, the new star Wars in my mind. Yeah. In which it's like, it's torn between telling a story based with the original cast and also this new blood. And it really should have just picked a lane. Yeah. And in order to prop up 
in order to prop up yeah. this new cast, they have to tear down the old ones. Not make mm-hmm. good characters to compete with these good characters. No, our characters are good, and we're absolutely going to decimate the old characters to put to to compare our characters to. Right. And it's just like, <sighs> well, and it's like Abby, well, Ellie's story specifically. You know, you have that existing standard with the first game. You have that existing character, and. That whole story, that whole Last of Us Part One story, isn't taken into account with Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. And so, when you if you make a point with Last of Us Part Two, you call it Part Two, you insinuating it's part of the main thing. Yeah. You need to also take in the fact, you know, that game's baggage and themes. But and then doesn't... that clashes against Abby's thing, which is like a separate thing entirely. It becomes yes. a very separate thing with the seraphites yeah and so there's just no firm groundwork laid anywhere not at all yeah <sighs> and yeah that's and the whole then, last of us part two and then they try to they try to spin a horrified realization ending with like with like ellie being like what have, what have i been doing has this really been worth it and they're like i've what i was about to kill a person at but one that doesn't work because you spent the entire game spinning in a horrified realization by framing everything as bad all the time yep of course the ending saying things are bad is going to be yeah it's bad like i don't know what you expect you literally took half the game to be like well look at what an asshole you are you killed these people with hopes dreams and a boat what (laughs) you're you're a monster it's like, well, why the the point that ending's trying to make? It's not a surprise, and that's where I think it takes a lot of the wind out of it. Like, I, I know everyone's been bad. You've been very clearly saying everyone's bad. Yeah. Except Abby. And then, except Abby's Abby. Abby's great. And Manny. Manny. But I'm then so you throw in the fact. That, oh no! So he's so sad, Logan. He was so nice. I'm so glad he died. I'm so happy. But Tom then you shot him too. <laughs> So <laughs> thrilled to my core. I, Jen, I, like, I, I, I just, I hate this fucking game so much, and I hate the yeah. characters. I'm like, I'm genuinely, yeah. I was genuinely giddy. I like, I was very, very happy when all of a sudden, fucking ta- Manny's head got blown in through the back of his fucking asshole. Like, I, I <laughs> like, I hate all of these characters, and seeing them die was just the greatest joy. <laughs> That may that might me, make me sound that's, like a psychopath, uh, but uh, like honestly, as long as you own it, I suppose. That's th- this game tried to get me to sympathize with these characters, and it failed yeah. horribly, and I hated all of them. So when they died, the deaths they deserved, I was very happy about it. Well, and then the deaths and whatnot, you know. Again, it's this whole thing with the the deaths in the cutscene and the deaths that the game is sort of orchestrating on its own and then showing you. Yeah. It's disappointing when Abby doesn't get killed by Ellie, partly because killing people is what we've been doing for the past 20 odd hours. Yep. We literally just got out of the fattest, drippiest fight in the entire game with so many rattlers killed and that they weren't enemies in the rest of the game. They just showed up for Santa Barbara. Yeah. You had no, we just went out of our way to kill thousands of enemies on top of having already killed thousands of enemies. Yeah. And then the final kill isn't carried out and it, it just feels like it ignores what the player does. And it doesn't feel like the story gets told out of what the player does. 
Yep. Like I genuinely feel like we could have just watched all of the cutscenes on YouTube and gotten the same impact. Oh yeah. I don't sure. think of a single instance in which playing the last of us two told the story. I can't either. maybe the Abby Ellie fight. Cause the kind of literally kind of, but yeah, no, I don't, I, I just, I fucking hate this game. I hate it so much. I don't the understand. Story, anyway, I, I don't understand why they chose to lead with Ellie's story. It At makes the very no sense. least the pacing and structure of this game make absolutely no sense. They were banking so hard that their storytelling was so good with Abby that it would do that. And they just really overestimated themselves. Like nonlinear storytelling, cool. But the way that they unravel it in the ultimately linear fashion that they do. Yeah. It, it, it constantly undercuts itself. It does. Like care for these characters after, you know, 12 hours of doing this. What? After they're Here's this dead. scene here's the scene in the first part of the game is the aftermath now here's the actual scene way up there that's why this moment at the beginning of the game was so meaningful like i don't but i you showed me the aftermath first like that dance scene could have come at the beginning and it would have flowed better because it's like okay i see that there this happened and i see this reaction and maybe you know you know the intro doesn't need to be longer but still, there's still like connectivity there, and there just isn't. Just yeah, I, we're missing the uh, forest for the trees here. I think it's easy when you're writing something to be like you have the whole tapestry available, but you need to remember that the person is going to experience it in a very specific way. The person reading it or playing it or writing it, reading it. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that was not taken into consideration here. And if you step back in the tapestry, theoretically, it could work. But the problem is in practice, it doesn't really work. And maybe even in theory, it wouldn't work. I, I, I don't think in theory it would even yeah. work. I'm be yeah. But at least if it, it was, if it was arranged with sort of the audience in mind, I think that there could have been something. Like if Abby's story came first and yeah. we came to learn about and familiarize ourselves with the new cast. And all of a Maybe sudden there's this twist that people are dying. Wait, is that a character I recognize? And yeah. then that would, you know, maybe matter. It would maybe mean something. And it would have intrigue, I think, is another big thing. There would maybe. be a mystery, but there's nothing in the final game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't... I, I just... I don't know. So I'm think I'm feeling a solid six out of ten. How do you feel? Six. Wow, <laughs> that's generous. Um, I'm joking. I give it. See, I don't want to give it too low of a score because, well, the gameplay is whatever. It's you know, it's whatever. But everything else about it is still like really amazing. Like the performances, the music, the graphics, all that stuff. Like, like really, 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 really good. But the thing about The Last of Us Part Two is that it hinges so heavily on the story that if the story is bad, I can't give it more than a 5 out of 10 at the highest. Yeah. At the highest. Yeah. I would give it more like a 3 or a 4. I think 2 is a bit yeah. too low, but I can't... I agree. It I is, it is obsessively polished. Yeah. Like, it's very clear, all it's of the a, detail. 
Yeah. But I still I'm, see, I get recommended these little clips of just little details people have found. Like if you've done one thing at one end of the room, it'll affect like, oh, character will be like, oh, I noticed you did that thing. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen the same one twice. Like there are so many details here. It's just a shame that the overall vision just kind of crumbled. It's, it's developed around the story and the story doesn't really work. Yes. And so, of course, you're going to have issues. It's a very big shame that all these people put in such hard work and then Neil Druckmann came along and mm-hmm. absolutely just overshadowed them with his just garbage story. What the fuck happened to Neil Druckmann between part one and part two? Bruce Straley. Like I, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I know Bruce Straley was there as well. Like, was he really the glue that held everything together? And as soon as he was gone, they just let Neil do whatever he wanted. And he just could Maybe. not stand on his own two feet because he that, that it was awful. It was mm. garbage, like genuinely. And so much longer than it needed to be. Oh, my God. So much longer. It was like 20 so much hours. longer. It sucks so much. Oh. I, I can just I can kind of understand why people do enjoy the game from that whole tapestry perspective, like seeing it and be like, OK, you see all this stuff connected and seeing that there are connections to make. Yeah. I think that that draws people, you know, kind of naturally. Yeah. And I just I don't agree with it. And I yeah, think I that on a, on a level of just how it's constructed how the narrative is delivered i don't think it's delivered well i don't think it is i think it's incredibly faulty and if you if you resonate i had no and i had no expectations and i was disappointed yeah if you had oh i was expecting disappointment i was surprised how disappointed i still was um if you resonate with the story like I can definitely see why you would praise this game so much, give it a 10 out of 10, all this other kind of crap. But I heavily, 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 heavily disagree with you. And I will honestly fight you tooth and nail. And I will try and poke as many holes in what you're trying to say, because I, I don't think I, because I want to try and not that I just want to try and ruin it for you, but I want you to see what I'm seeing and be able to be like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. Because God forbid you say anything about their baby. They just call you a hater and a, you didn't understand it, which is the other thing that just genuinely pisses me off. Because this story, by the way, we didn't really miss too much of the details either. Like this story really is like that surface level and that baby Baba easy to understand. But people- If think, anything, we went overboard on detail. Yeah, people, but people like to claim it's some deep narrative that you really have to have like a, 200 iq to understand if he and if you didn't like it you just didn't understand it it's like no it was just so simple that you're just i think you're giving the writer too much credit like i think you're just expecting what the last of us part one did and it it just wasn't and you're just blinded or or maybe you have an iq of like 10 and you think it's super (laughs) oh sorry but people like that just annoy me so much where they don't actually have an argument or a counterbalance to what you're saying. So they just say you don't, you just didn't understand it. And that's the whole, you know, the crux of it. We yeah. talked, we touched on, there's just so little about the game. Like people are throwing poo at either side. Like you don't like it, you like it. You know, this yeah. With very general, with general generalities. You're trying, to engage, 
you try and engage someone specifically and try and get their specific things, they will not come. They will not answer you specifically back. Mm-hmm. Or they will they will make or they will make these mental gymnastics to try and counter your point. And it's just like they they'll just never back down and and like not even not even admit or just like not even accept your point of view, but just disagree, but just never accept that what you're saying could make any sort of sense. And it's just it's just so frustrating. Yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm just so tired of it because there I, are I, so many perfectly good reasons to not like the game or like the game, but no yeah. one ever talks about the game. And yeah. even still, it's been like, what, close to like 15 months since launch. Yeah. And th- these arguments are still going on. Yeah. And it's it's just not about the game itself. And that kind of annoys me. Yep. Because... And that's why the, the precedent of it it should be about the game itself not about the other side who cares what the other person thinks they didn't like the game they don't like the game yeah and that's what annoys me so much about like the game awards and stuff too because you know of course the last of us won everything because the way the voting works there is it's all the fucking media sites and all the media sites were just circle jerking the last of us part two and the uh actual audience vote besides like the pure audience votes which uh guess what the last was part two didn't fucking win that um uh the uh people that um they they tout that as if that's some sort of confirmation that they're right that this is a good game because it won some fucking meaningless award that all these media sites like you know things that people don't fucking trust anymore have claimed that this is the best game ever and along the same lines a lot of these sites were also like if you didn't like the last of us part two you're like a misogynist or whatever and you didn't understand it uh but they take that oh it got some award for best narrative from not actual people voting and that means therefore that i am right and you are wrong it's just like cool that's not how you know that works but i, I don't know it, 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 talking about this drain this game is just so fucking draining i'm sure you can, I feel like tell. You can feel our energies yeah, and how, I'm just, how significantly I'm just so, they've gone yeah, down i'm just it's just because it's just so depressing to think about it's just such a draining thing to talk about because it's just so mm. disappointing i'll be honest i wanted it to be good but i never had any hope that it would oh, be yeah i i i'll be perfectly honest I, I did not have hope that it would be good. I dreaded that. I dreaded it the whole time. And then unfortunately, I was proven right. Yeah, I <sighs> I agree. I mean, I would have loved nothing more than to be just swept off my feet by a magical uh, carpet ride of an adventure. Yeah. And to have enjoy- been glued to my seat with every tense moment in a cutscene. Uh, that well, didn't yeah. that didn't happen and happen. uh i i guess my maybe it's not a valid concern but i guess the only real the biggest concern that i have is in showering with the awards and whatnot uh and the praise layered on this game just because i you know i can do it because i like it and you're wrong and how it's become so absolute yeah in, in that this it, it might this style becomes vaunted to the point where 
people obviously are going to try and mimic it. Yeah. When, as someone who has a deep love for narrative gaming, I really don't feel like there's anything. I feel like maybe we've even gone backwards with The Last of Us Part Two in how right. there's just no gameplay story interaction. There's not. And <sighs> I'm just, I guess that's my concern that because The Last of Us sort of tipped us towards this direction, we've seen it, the aftershocks of it. Yeah. That's a really good gameplay-oriented uh, narrative storytelling game. Dead Space. <laughs> How many cutscenes are in Dead Space? I feel like I could count them on my finger or my one hand. If we count the loading screens, uh, <laughs> one. If we yeah. just count them all as one. <laughs> well, I, uh, uh, I was, I thought you were gonna say something like Spec Ops. Which I, 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 I don't want to get too deep into it because this yeah. is going to spiral into a whole thing. Yeah, we can ho- we can have a we whole could do a counter we could counterbalance really yeah. talk about spec ops in another episode. But it, you know, spec ops does what Last of Us Two tries to do with its sort of horrified realization implication of the player as part of the tragedy, I guess. Yeah, and it uh, it works because it it's works a subversion. So well. It it relies on the player's role yep and it's it accomplishes through gameplay its story yes and it's a shame that games like that don't get the significant attention they deserve yeah and it's the last of us part two that we are still talking about to this day yep just collectively for everyone out there for anyone out there, if you're still here, if you want an experience of a game, honest to God, play Spec Ops The Line, please. It's it's such a good game. Or it's a story. I don't know about game. The gameplay itself isn't, you know, super amazing. But the story itself is just worth it. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Maybe we'll even talk about it if we have another night like this where it's yeah, just like us. Yeah, like, it's, it's just us, yeah. It's such, it's just, it's, it's just... Mm. But yeah, we shouldn't go to yeah, because that will spiral. <sighs> but yeah, so I guess I don't know. It's just the, the last of us part two is just full of ludo narrative dissonance, and people defend it till the cows come home and will not listen to your side. But not to say that there aren't people, but for the most part, a majority of people on both sides are not willing to listen to the other side, and it's it's very it's very frustrating. But the game itself you, is absolutely torn apart by its, in my yeah. opinion. And it's subjective, of course. If you like the story, then you're going to love the game. But I think the story yeah. is an absolute flounder. I think it's an absolute flop. And it just shoves the game down to at least no more than a 5 out of 10. And the only reason it's that high is because it's very polished in terms of like technical stuff. If it mm-hmm. was not polished at, and like not as amazing as it would, it would easily be like a 1 out of 10, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and if you like if you like that that's perfectly fine yeah know? if you like it that's if your you opinion. like the, the whole thing yeah it rides on the story if you like the story i understand why you would love the game but just don't deny me my reasons for why i think it's absolutely shit <laughs> yeah and that that's kind of been this whole exercise just kind of laying it out there uh what we really like brutally honestly think of the game yeah after touching on it for so long this is just finally confronting it and this is what we think if you think 
we are wrong or not wrong sorry if you disagree that is fine i know i said earlier that i sometimes i can't remember what i said but i thought if some people are genuinely dumb about some things but uh that was more in the moment stuff but uh i guess i don't remember what it was even about um <laughs> but if you disagree with us that's fine as long as you understand and accept that our points for not liking something are just as valid as your reasons for liking it, that's fine. I don't have a problem. Like, and if I can't convince you, that's fine. As long as you accept that I'm not doing this because I'm not, because I'm like a fucking misogynist or something, or like some a racist or whatever the hell else they call people on Twitter that don't like this game. As long as you can like accept that I'm a reasonable person that has reasonable criticisms of this game that you disagree with, but you can understand them, that is fine. That's perfectly fine. I like that's that's good. I'm I'm glad we can come to an understanding. We agree to disagree. That's fine. But it's these people that refuse to accept that you can have a, even a shred of valid criticism against this game that just anger me so much. And that's, that's a huge problem with this game, specifically the discourse around it. It's that so many people are just unwilling to accept that, you know, that you have valid reasons for liking this. You have valid reasons for disliking this. We'll agree to disagree. I think it's a good game. You think it's a bad game. And I, we both understand your reasons for it. And that's that. But, yeah, so... And this very sort of us-them discourse has been something that's been kind of around yeah. in games for a while. I mean, console wars, like that, and yeah. that stuff like that, still going on. Console wars are so stupid too. Yes, yeah, sorry, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, but this this game really exemplified this to an, an unfortunate magnitude. Yeah, very much so. Uh, to even where the fucking creators, or not even creator, but specifically Neil Druckmann, it has been perpetuating it. And if he says he doesn't, he's a liar. Just look at his tweets. Like, honestly, there's there's proof that he is he's very much. He does not like criticism of his game. Um, OK, I'll say this. Maybe after the initial release, because I cannot understand why he would be so defensive because the leaks came out. Like, I understand that maybe he's genuinely took the criticisms to heart after a bit of time of calming down and the game has come out. But definitely when the game was first out. He was he was not having any sort of criticism. Unless I'm misremembering. Am I misremembering? <laughs> I mean, he's done some things like there was that one tweet that I think he deleted and apologized for in the lead up to the game awards, in which he said, like, every time you vote for The Last of Us Part Two, a hater loses its uh, shift key or something. Yeah. Something very inflammatory towards yeah. like if you, you vote for this because you know haters don't want you to. God, as opposed thing, to you know yeah. people just wanting to pick other things and the thing that annoys me too is that there's so many people that would be like oh neil Druckmann just trolled you so hard and it's just like yeah i guess that's very easy to say afterwards because you know no one actually genuinely knows his intentions like maybe he genuinely meant that and he just i, I, I swear there are some other tweets also that were really like anti-criticism and like really just yeah um ignoring the critic like valid criticisms but I, I could be wrong so if i'm wrong on that sorry Druckmann. i like but I, I i i'm pretty sure that was something that happened at least when the game first came out maybe he regrets it now i don't know he kind of st- 
my opinion of him right now, he kind of seems kind of a little full of himself. So maybe he didn't. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Neil Druckmann. He kind of seems, after The Last of Us Part Two, he kind of seems a bit too full of himself and a bit too confident in himself. Not to say, not to saying confidence is a bad thing, but he seems a bit too much like, oh, I, I can't be wrong. You know, like I'm this great writer, all this other kind of shit. So, well, I mean, obviously there's some, there's criticism around this game that's kind of baseless or it's just, oh, very no, absolutely. No, just like, absolutely. Bad absolutely. Stuff like that. For but sure. it's a, more of a matter of, you know, being receptive to constructive criticism. It's the fact that appreciating other viewpoints that aren't just love, love, love it. It's the fact that our criticism is lumped in with the people that are baseless, which is something that's really, really fucking annoying is when you have a valid criticism, you really think it out and you're trying to present your points and then they just lump you in that, Oh, you're just a hater with again, the whole thing with Joel's death. It fucking annoys me whenever I, I like, I don't talk about it with people often, but anyone that, if I ever came across a Last of Us Part Two defender, if I said, you know, I was annoyed with how Joel died, they're just they would lump me in with people that are just mad that Joel died, and it's just like, no, that's not what I said. I said I don't like how he died, and they're just like, oh, you're just mad he died, and they refuse to listen to my explanation, so they just lump me in with the people. And again, if you're mad that Joel died, fine, but I think you're a little naive that you didn't expect it to happen. Like I, I fully expected it again. My problem is not that Joel died. It's the way he died, but I get lumped in with people that are just pissed off that he died and like no context whatsoever. Like it didn't matter how he died. They were just pissed off that he died. It's just like, Uh, it's a very forest in the trees situation. Yeah. Yeah. Where a lot of people focus on the broader thing. Yeah. Rather than the actual detail. It was the the one time I was annoyed with donkey. Because I know he liked the game, but he also was very much... Um, now, again, he made a follow-up video pointing at, like, making fun of some of the baseless ones. And those were kind of funny. I do agree. Those are funny because these people are dumb. But I, I was annoyed with him because he did do the thing where he lumped criticisms that everyone had into, like, this whole thing of, oh, you know, and a lot of these people haven't even played the game. And it's just like, well, I fucking did. So please don't lump me in with those people. Like, yeah. I have actual valid criticisms coming not from something i read online but something i actually experienced please don't fucking do that and i like donkey but that's the one time that i was like really annoyed with him because in that video that's something he did or at least that's what i felt he did maybe he didn't mean for it maybe he was just calling out the people that do that but the way he phrased it really made it feel like he was lumping everyone that had a criticism with it into that category and that pissed me off i was just like can you not do that please yeah and just I, because I, I something's surprising hate... doesn't make it a good surprise and i just I, because I, something's depressing doesn't make it deep i hate the argument too that when people like and again when people say like oh well you know he wasn't talking to you so you shouldn't feel like you lumped in or do it but it's just like well but the way they said it made it sound like that's exactly what they were doing so you can't blame me for that like I can understand that maybe that wasn't their intention, but I won't know unless they clarify. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, so that's, it's a whole thing. So be very clear on what you're trying to say is all I'm going to say, because it's not, if you're not clear, it's not the recipient's fault that they misconstrued your intention. It's your fault. 
So unless they're, again, unless they're like ignoring something you said, but if you're unclear and do not explain yourself properly, you can't blame the person that's annoyed about getting lumped in with people that they feel don't represent them. But um, I also haven't watched a donkey video in a while, so maybe I would need to rewatch it to see exactly that. But um, I still, I, I, I was annoyed for a bit, but you know, got over it. I still like donkey. It's just that one thing kind of irked me. But well, I was worried for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! This has been going on for so long. <laughs> and with that, I think it's. Uh, I think we've kind of exhausted this. Yeah. And uh, at the very least, now we have something to point to. Be like, uh, yeah, if you ever want our very thorough thoughts on The Last of Us Part Two, just fucking listen to this and you'll have. Sorry, I don't, I like, I genuinely don't mean to swear so much, but it just comes to a point where I'm just so tired and just so done that swears just fly out of me like a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> Why would a sailor fly out of you? I don't know. <laughs> what was he doing in there? I don't know. I'm swearing, no apparently. <laughs> Uh, yeah so yeah i think that's it thanks for uh thanks for joining scott and i on this adventure like you can just i can i can feel it myself and i'm just drained like i'm just like yeah tired of talking about this like i'm sure there's actually more stuff we could probably bring up and go into more detail but i'm just done i don't want to talk about this anymore Then let's just stop. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so that's... Yeah, no, if anyone needs a pretty definitive, I guess, thorough examination of our honest feelings towards The Last of Us Part 2, this is it. So, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, oh my god, you're a champion. Like, gen- like honestly. I don't know how you did that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, Scott, 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 <laughs> thanks. Thank you for Scott's joining. Along me. along scene double. Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Um, yeah, and we'll talk with you next week. Hopefully, we'll be back to more of a normal thing, uh, I suppose. Uh, yeah, talk at you next week. See ya.